0: Alright, that's it. We're rolling. That's it. Don't, unless you guys want to sing. Who sang? You sang last time. I'm good. good. No, we're good. Let's just roll with it. Just roll with yeah. it. That's it. We just, don't have to sing. No. Tune, Tune into the, the other show that, that you guys were singing. Last show. Yeah. Do it that way. David did so good. We're just going to sing. Gentlemen, welcome back to the show, man. Yeah, thanks, Manny. I do want to ask you, I guess, David Mill? Yes. Mill's from what part of Italy?
1: Uh, Napoli.
0: So my mother's Italian. Okay, but your father? Is Irish. That's where the mill is. That's where the mill comes <laughs> from, yeah. I was wondering about that, because yeah. I don't know that many Italians that with the name mill, right? Yeah. No, but it's all good. Father's
1: fine. last name, and then uh, the Italian heritage from my mother.
0: What's your background? English. English? Yeah. Yeah. Born here or born there?
2: Uh, grandmother was born there.
0: Okay. All right, cool. Yeah. Well, gentlemen, welcome back. It's good to have you guys back on the show again. Yeah, thanks, And so, man. we're, we're going to have an interesting conversation about, I guess, the biggest problem in construction. <coughs> would we say that? Labor shortage, it's, young people, grades. that way,
2: sounding that way has been a pretty popular subject that I'm hearing online lately.
0: Are you guys hearing a lot of people coming up with solutions? Or a lot of people just talking about the talk, problem? About,
2: talk about solutions, but I don't, I don't, from first-hand experience, I mean, I haven't
1: seen any solutions that have worked. I mean, I know from uh, the St. Clair College in Windsor, they just recently had a construction project management course that they added two years ago where they got actual industry leaders in Windsor to go and teach the course. Um, but that's only been around for two years. And that's this construction-specific college course. I know that
0: off mic we were talking about, um, well, hang on a sec. So David Shelta, www.shelta.app and then also two two six three eight seven six seven five eight d-m-i-l-l at shelter.ca and it's s-c-e-l-t-a and it's shelter.app on ig and then also on linkedin and then keith young is back from young electrical services triple w young electrical services ltd.ca and keith at young electrical young Ltd. yep that's a dot c-a sorry and then on instagram it's young electric underscore and also on linkedin and also youtube channel okay now we can get that bit of business and i'm wearing your tea this time so it's yeah. good. Idea. I, I like baseball yeah. these I yeah. totally like them. There was yeah. only it's renaissance great. renaissance is another company. Uh, Ewan, he gave me it, and it's one of my favorites. Yeah, actually. not my idea. It's my One of my guys in my office. He's like, let's roll out these. I don't play ball, mm-hmm. but I like three quarter sleeves. I
2: felt myself. I was always rolling up long sleeves anyways. And then for a while that one I was like, oh, I'm not. I don't <laughs> have to roll it up. It's <laughs> already done. So we're good.
0: Unleash your voice on the Construction Life podcast community. Are you passionate about the world of construction, trades, and all things building related? The Construction Life podcast wants to hear from you. Leave us a review, share your thoughts, insights, and experiences on your favorite podcast channel. Your review fuels our mission to create engaging and informative content for the construction community. Your feedback is a mortar that holds our podcast together, so share your thoughts, rate us, and let the construction community know why The Construction Life is your go-to podcast. Visit our website and check out the over 400 tradespeople and construction professionals listed on our site. Check out www.theconstructionlife.com for additional content, behind-the-scenes exclusives, and valuable resources. Dive deeper into the construction world with articles, guest profiles, and more. Follow us on social at tcl underscore the construction life subscribe to our video channels on youtube and rumble check out our link tree and find exclusive discounts for listeners the link is in the ig bio join the conversation on facebook the construction life community all right so let's get into the labor shortage and yeah. how do we solve it and I, I think i told you guys off mic before we got started that i had uh, i was part of a guest panel at the recent yeah. building show yeah. and uh the question was brought up yeah and my solution which was i guess warmly received was I think you need to get more mentors, yeah speaking to more young generation, yeah um, there's a disconnect there what what specifically would you mean by mentors? So I guess the real question is, why aren't more young people getting into construction? Yeah, that's the real question yeah. I want to ask is why are young people leaving construction? Yeah, and um, I think the problem is because as many as are coming in, I think are leaving. And they don't find the right mentor. I think we need guidance. I never had it. I don't know if you ever had it. Yeah, I mean, I was fortunate. I was very fortunate in my in my in my career so far.
2: Um, I think I think the mindset of younger people coming up is is causing a bit of an, a riff with that whole scenario. I think it's just, and it's not to pick a bone with young people, but it's just they've been they've been brought up on a, you know the immediate the. The Amazon Prime mentality, everything's right away, everything's tomorrow, everything's fast, like instant gratifications, you know. Um, But that's not construction. Well, that's, that's, we know that, but the problem is, are the young tradespeople being told otherwise? Like, are they just being taught wrong? Are they being,
0: are they given given the information
2: wrong from the get-go?
0: I've always said, I think I recently said at that same panel, I said, just be honest. Yeah. Just be truthful with it. Yeah. Like tell them, go, listen, you're going to make a lot of mistakes. Mm -hmm. You might actually lose your shirt on a job or maybe several jobs. You might actually get into litigation on a job. Like these are all truths, right? But I think that people trying to get people to come into the industry don't want to let them know about those truths. So they mask it. They hide it. Mm -hmm. Which is wrong.
2: I think there's, you hear a lot of opinions online, but I mean, and it's hard to pinpoint exactly what the issue is. But there's a disconnect somewhere. It's very obvious, and I mean, from first-hand experience, trying to hire, you know, I I I came up as a co-op student. Is you know, I started in this trade at 17, right? It's more or less been the only job I've ever ever had. Electrical all the time. Yeah, yeah like yeah. Um, you, you don't get that anymore, right? Like we're getting kids. Yep, this is what I want to do. I put them on a one month trial. Rarely do they make it through the one month trial.
0: Do you ask them why they're leaving? You can, I mean. But you won't really, I guess you, the, the response will not be legitimate.
2: Right. They're going to just tell you mm-hmm. you know, what, what they want you to hear in that time, right?
0: What's the coolest part for you and for yourself, David, about construction that you've learned in construction, also speaking to so many people in construction, what's the coolest part of construction? Every day is a new, a new day. I Every have, day is a new challenge. Like, but Yeah, that's, but you can't, you can't explain that to a young person getting into the industry. They won't accept yeah. that.
1: Yeah. Um, I agree. So what is I the mean, coolest I mean, for part me is I think I always used to look at construction as it was tough. And the people around it were tough, right? You're doing physical labor. You're not in great conditions. You know, it felt to me like it was like, you know, an honorable career, an honorable position to go out and make an actual impact on a physical building. Go out there and build something. Yeah. And a lot of the mentors, like when I first came out of school, And I worked with site supervisors and project managers. Like, they were hard on me. And it was, you know, but it was was tough love. I mean, when I used to come to site, whether you're a minute late or you didn't get them something in time, I mean, it's not like the corporate world. And I have a lot of friends who are in the corporate world, whether it's banking or investing, right, where, you know, it's a little bit more like you beat around the bush a little bit, you have an HR meeting and everyone's together. But, like, construction is very cut and dry. I'll tell you exactly how they're feeling. And although sometimes you know, they might rub you the wrong way. I think that tough love really builds a mental fortitude and teaches you more than just how to have a career, but how to, you know, be a stronger person in general.
0: I mean, for me, and it's still to this day, I think the coolest part in construction for me is learning. Yeah, It didn't matter what job I was doing, whether it was a good or bad lesson, you were always learning something.
2: I think. I think it's a different learning too. I mean, you know, I never, I never loved going to school. I never, neither, neither did I, I. never, you know, I never, for lack of better terms, wanted to learn going through the schooling system. Right through the trade, though, you you come to find a love for learning because you see the results. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, hey, I learned how to put this plug on. I did 30 plugs today. You learned it. You did it. You've seen the complete you also project. learned
0: it from other trades as well from other skills that they're doing you yeah. always were a a fly on the wall paying attention to what yeah. that other trade was doing yeah yeah, yeah. so I mean, you learned that way
2: I did that for years i would i was I was a construction sponge i mean electrical obviously was the primary goal, but if you're on site well then you know you're you're learning the order who's going here first who's doing that uh you know you're watching the paint guy like you're you're not you know trying to take their job per se but you're you're storing these little tidbits yep. of info and i mean now i can i have the understanding of the full process right and that's the fun part of learning for me
0: i remember like jim carrick was on the show recently and we were just talking and i asked him i can't remember the exact question but he was like um back in the early 2000s when he had the tv show he was saying that there was a um, a ramp of shows that were making construction look cool Mm -hmm. and there was a surge of more and more people getting into construction in the early 2000s here in canada i can only assume it's probably the same in the states right Mm -hmm. but that's not the case now so it's it's like you can't look at broadcasts and say that they're making construction look cool i don't know how much social media influencing is making construction look cool and i go back to most influencers in construction on social media, are only presenting the positive, finished, glamorous portions of construction. Mm -hmm. And I think if you look at any data, there are certain posts that I've shared in the past of a mistake Mm -hmm. that got more traction and more engagement Mm -hmm. and more acceptance of uh, just humility. All of a sudden, you're like looking at it going, I fucked up royally. And people were rallying behind me and going, okay, well, you acknowledge that you messed up. And that was cool in my eyes. But nobody on the bigger scale of social media was actually presenting yeah.
2: those parts. The CS trades people, we know that the mistakes happen every day. It's but we the, don't present them, though. It's the outside world who doesn't, doesn't know that or
0: isn't understanding of that, right? Like, we, like, we, like, I get that. Do you think if you tell the young generation all the facts, they'll make the decision to come
1: into the industry or not? I don't know. I think they'll make the best decision knowing the facts. I think one thing that is, is attractive about construction is they want instant gratification. Well, something like construction, you can see tangible results every day. You know, yeah. you, know you know, you wired 100 feet or you installed 10 fixtures. It's, it's measurable. It's tangible, right? Yeah. Versus a lot of these, you know, desk jobs. It's difficult to measure your progress. But in construction, I find it's right in front of you how are we getting a disconnect
2: though like where are we where where like where are we losing these these young you know
0: up-and-coming people i think it's um it it boggles my mind sometimes the money doesn't like i don't the money argument isn't there yeah like i i kind of say that okay fine go and study something else go to whatever post you want you're going to potentially spend high s- five figures, six figures, low six figures for your education. Mm-hmm. If you get into construction, you're going to spend the fraction of that to get started on making mm-hmm. high five, yeah. get into six possibly in about five or six years. Yeah. So I don't understand how, like just if you break down the balance sheet and show it to, to, to a kid, yeah. this is what your education is going to cost, this is how long it's going to take, this is what your education is going to cost and this is how long it's going to take and this is how much money you're going to be making. But that's not appealing to them. hmm even though the trade is more financially set, better.
3: Right,
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's the difference of going to work every day and making money while getting an education or going to school and paying every day in hopes of getting a job when you're done the education. I mean, to me, it's a no-brainer to which one of those to pick, right? But we seem to be missing something in there of these
0: these young people that I'm now seeing come up in the trade. Here in Canada it's still not cool to say that you're blue collar unless you're hugely successful and making multi-million dollars on projects, whether that be high rise or custom resi or what have you. Right. Or if you're a trade and you've got 20, 30, hundred employees. Mm-hmm. So you've got so many jobs on the go. Right. It's not like that in Europe though. Trades are, are looked upon differently outside of North America. I think there's that stigma be, between the two. It goes, it's kind of reflective of the young people coming in, Are far and few and then there's many more older people going out but then there's that gap in the middle you get into construction i remember early on when tinder started and all the young guys were mostly on the job sites and i would just ask them what's going on we would just shoot the shit and whatever and they would let me know that they're on tinder and they're dating the moment they said they were a painter or a tile setter or any trade they got no swipes because they didn't want to be associated with somebody that was in the trades. But I'm pretty sure that if you were slightly older, let's say a Silver Fox or something like that, and you started telling them, I'm running a multi-million dollar building company where I'm building homes for certain demographic of people, I'm talking like $7 million homes or whatever it is, yeah. then you're going to get lots of swipes.
2: Well, where do we think they're getting this mentality from?
0: Like, are they being brought up on this? social media or is it schooling there's another challenge too like the amount of people that i know that came into the trades came to this country as an immigrant built provided provided for their kids and their family and everything like that they tell their kids not to get into trades right because they don't want them to work hard Mm -hmm. the same way that they worked hard Mm -hmm. but you guys know this like working hard actually gets you a lot of success yeah yeah
1: yeah so is it the financial aspect that needs to be brought to light that would make it more it's of an attractive been.
0: position? It's been. I don't think in their circ- social circles, they want to tell their friends, I'm a blue collar, whatever it is, fiddling your blank. Even yeah. though like, you can say that yeah. you've got so many employees and you are personally making X amount, could be six figures or whatever, you're running a business that's providing for 12 individuals and their families and they're making X amount. Yeah. That doesn't have the value of turning around and saying that,
1: I don't know, I've got a cool job, cool career, I'm doing this, right? Yeah, yeah. I think it's the stigma around being polished, you know, whether it's, you know, you see guys on site, you know, dirty in their uniforms. First, you see, you know, the guy on Wall Street wearing his suit, perfectly coiffed hair and his briefcase, maybe making half of what the guys on the construction site are making. But is that stigma of being polished associated with status and wealth? But that's another misunderstanding right. because what do you pay for your
0: safety footwear? Yeah, What do you right. pay for yeah. your workwear? I go right. buy a pair of Red Wing boots. And yeah, exactly. What, what do yeah. you pay for all that stuff? Right, It's comparable to any kind of yeah. dressy designer suits out there. Right, absolutely. What are you driving? Right. Nowadays, a brand new pickup truck, and don't even talk about the price of Cybertruck right. or whatever, right? So it's just like it's all six figures now. Yeah. Some yeah. people are still buying Mercedes and BMWs that are high five figures, right? Mm-hmm. Status um, again. Yeah, it's just... It's just been a real struggle when we get these,
2: you know, these young people in and then it's just, you know, you come in with great intention, high hopes, and then it flops. And you're just like, where, where, am I missing something? Am I not advertising or presenting it right? Or is it just, are they coming into it with the wrong expectation? And I'm really starting to feel like it's, it's the latter of that, which is the schooling is gearing them. Towards the trade, with the wrong mentality of what the trade is.
0: I don't think the schooling is the right. It's far and few. I've had a few counselors on the show. Yeah, and I know a lot of people have said we need to get shot back into high schools. I'm like, no, it's that's not the solution. It's never going to no. work because it'll take you forever to get it into the high schools again, yeah. and it will just get kicked out right away. It's not the, that's not the solution. I Get
2: there. the co-op program. I came up from the co-op program, but as, as, as a business owner trying to implement the co-op into your business. I feel like it could be better. I feel like there's r- lots of room for improvement with it, um, but I appreciate it. It's a stepping stone. It's there. But I'm just... I, there's there's a link somewhere that needs to improve. Did you deal with any OEAP students? So we've, everybody outside have. of
0: Ontario, Ontario Youth Apprenticeship Program. Yeah. Did you deal with any of them?
2: Um, we have. We've tried. I mean, we've brought up... We've been fortunate. I've brought up three school kids with an apprenticeship who are now journeyman. So I've had okay. I've had I've had good success with them. Right. I'm not saying that I can't do it and I'm not having any success. It's more recently where it's like, okay, there's 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 grants now involved from the government saying, hey, we're offering you X amount of money. You need to register someone as an apprentice. Sure, I can bring a kid in and register him, keep him employed, get my money and dump them but it's not the avenue i want to take i want to you want, want to train to, you want i want to I, w- I want to help grow the trade grow trades in general
0: but we just keep running into roadblocks so one question that was brought up at that panel there was talking about how the government is trying to create more grants and more opportunities mm-hmm. for a certain segment of the population right so which is all great is fine i disagreed with them i just said by putting so much attention on these groups, you're eliminating the core group. And, and I recently, I think it was this year that there was a grant that came out specifically for electricians. Mm-hmm. I think it was 15000 or something like that, if you brought in. There's a, was a couple, actually. Yeah, but the problem is that white people were not allowed to apply for it. Oh, it really? So I was just confused by that. Really? Like, I just didn't understand it. I mean, I, I, my solution to the inquiry on the panel was just like, fine, have this for these segments of the population, which yeah. is great. Yeah. But don't ignore the core that's already there, that's already building, because by doing that, you're, you're upsetting them. Yeah, well, I mean, we can't ignore anyone. We need all the people we can get. Yeah, and I, what I said to them, and I got a lot of applause for it, was I never looked at skills as a gender or race. Yeah, no, absolutely I not. never hired based on gender or race. I always hired on skills. Mm-hmm. Even yeah. if you weren't confident enough, I'd still hire you to give you the shot.
2: Yeah, like, I mean, I've hired, I've hired with no skills. Like, I've hired people. Because you saw potential there. Possibly. I've hired people
0: because we had a
2: reasonable conversation. We talked about life in general, and they showed up on time. That's a big one. It didn't hmm. take a lot to get a job. The problem is keeping them, bringing them up into the partnership system is just... You're falling. We're falling flat.
0: Are this generation, are they kind of like, what was the dog's name in Up? Oh, yeah. What was his name? Doug. Doug. Sorry, Doug. Yeah. Are they kind of like Squirrel? Like, they get into the trades. They're passionate about it. They've been told that they should do it. They've got a knack for whatever trade it is. And all of a sudden, Squirrel, and they find another career option, and they want to go there. And they just leave. They don't realize the bridge that's being burnt down as they're walking over it. Yeah, maybe that is, but I'm
2: not sure. I don't know.
0: They Never. are a fast-paced, want-it-now generation. Yep. Yep. That's yep. not
1: construction. Yep. No, no. Well, if you look at the medium in which we broadcast new jobs for young people, you scroll through Instagram or LinkedIn, it's all postings to show you a salary, to show you a person in a position, and there are no construction influencers out there who are saying like, hey, if you got these skills. This is what you're going to get paid. This is the opportunity to get paid at and promoting that these job opportunities are out there. However, in every other sector, there are those kind of people posting about these opportunities. It's true. That pay for it's it. totally true. So do we need more? In, I mean, it's as sad as it is to say, but do we need more influencers for construction, right? Do we need more people well, who are going to- I gonna
0: think it's more the mentor than the influencer. I think it's the mentor. What I suggested also on that panel is that any mentor that's either considering retiring or um, retired- mm-hmm should be brought back in, Mm -hmm. but financially benefited by the government. So you're going to be responsible for maybe just being a a sounding board, a voice that you can get back on the job site. You still have your PPE. There's three, four kids here that are interested, and you want to be just that trade that has a wealth of knowledge and the kids can look up to and go, listen, I've got a question to ask. Are you, you? a bit
2: of a liaison between the office and the office. I think that would attract and... a
0: lot of kids, knowing that there's an opportunity out there. Right, right. It yeah. happens to me all the time with the show. It happened yeah. to me with, with Hardcore Rentals as well. People would just, I want to pick your brain, man. I don't know who the hell you are, yeah. but I want to just pick your brain. And uh, I, if I knew it, I'd answer it. If I didn't know it, i go, i get back to you. Yeah. Yeah. I'll ask somebody, and I'll see what they say about it. Yeah.
2: I've noticed that one becomes an issue, too, is... <clears throat> The fear of being
0: wrong in the younger the younger age. Did you get everything right when you were young? And like, no, no, I still don't. First time I ever plastered, I had to use a sander to sand it. Like, yeah. it was just brutal. Yeah, yeah like but they're, they're
2: afraid to ask, I feel. There's a lot of them who would rather, you know, hide it, dodge it, try and get around it instead of saying, we have an issue, I messed this up, let's move on, which I don't know if that's what the trade is portraying, how it needs to be done, or... I think, I think the
0: bad apples are maybe doing that. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Maybe the government gives these mentors T-shirts on the back. It says, I won't bite if you ask a stupid question, right? Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's just... Yeah. I think that there's an opportunity there that these guys and girls are a wealth of knowledge. There's 20-plus there's years of experience, whether it's high-rise or customer or industrial commercial, whatever it is, they're not sharing it. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, they need to share it to the next generation so they can get a better idea of what this is really all about. Are we not showing
2: how much construction is actually out there. Like are we not portraying that there's, you know, <laughs> endless building? Like I was going to say we're
0: showing how much construction corruption is out there. Oh yeah, there's always that. Like that's out there. Yeah. So we're also showing that big corporations that run huge production or construction projects are paying next to bare minimum on union standards to the yeah. bottom end trade. We're showing that clearly because yeah. you hear it from anybody that gets onto high rise, right? Yeah. Like there's a lot of profitability going on in these certain corporations, but the end like that new apprentice right. is making nothing.
2: But even outside of big jobs, like, I, I mean, we don't have to portray, you know, massive developments or whatever. Like there's, there's, there's enough just, you know, day to day, Small commercial jobs, residential, yeah, the residential market, I get it, is, you know, wishy-washy, but there's tons of residential renovations. Like, there's an endless amount of work out there that I feel like there's a whole demographic that is going to miss out on.
0: Why can't we start a program called Construction Workers Without Borders? Yeah. And what I mean by that, just like the Doctors Without Borders, mm-hmm. any new trade that's coming on board, find a job site How and fun. just ask, can I come on and just be a, a fly on the wall? Yeah. Can I just learn? Can I pick a brain? And and you as a business, you would sign up for this program, so you'd yeah. be already a verified construction company that will embrace and bring a kid in on the, and not treat them the stigma wise, right?
2: David's done this.
1: Yeah, you've done it. So we were thinking about doing a high school speaking tour, um, and I I think someone like yourself would be an ideal candidate sure. to speak to young people. Sure. Um, but to go into these classrooms, I mean, I've I've got a cousin of my own who's you know at that grade nine, grade ten level looking what he needs to do, what he wants to do for his career. You can go a few ways in university, but you, you and I both know the majority of people who graduate with a degree, do they actually get a job in that field? No, they don't. I would say 70 80% don't. Yeah, especially right? if you're an accountant. Right. So knowing that you're spending this money on this degree when you're not actually going to work in that specific education, I mean, with the trades, learning that specific skill, at least you have that in your belt, whether you're an electrician or a carpenter or a plumber. You have something to rely on. And if you, you don't always want to be a plumber for your whole life, you can also be a business owner yeah. like Keith is now, right? Like uh, to, to see the success that Keith has gained in, in, since 2016, like there's kids out there that would dream of that success, but they don't, they don't associate being an electrician with being as successful as Keith, right? So don't, there's that, I think there's that disconnect of like, hey, I can own my own business and be very successful, but can I do that through contracting? Can I do that through the trades? I think that needs to be brought to light,
0: I don't think you realize that you can until you're actually in it. Yeah. Like not one month. You have to be in it. When I say you got to go full year easily, you shouldn't quit construction unless you've gone through a full year of it. Yeah. I mean, minimal. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Bare minimum. Like Minimum. Yeah. Like after a year, like you probably just
0: started to, you know, use tools properly, which sounds bad. Like you're just
2: finally, Oh, okay. I can do this. I can do that. Like,
0: I'm just thinking like the brother and sisterhood. I'm thinking about seasonally here being in Canada, mm-hmm, yeah. dealing with how construction is done in winter months. Um, like you get a really good sense of what it's all about. But I think at that point, you're also going to meet a, a bunch of interesting individuals mm-hmm. that will give you honest impressions of what the industry is about.
1: Yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. I agree.
0: Whether they're good or bad, it's how you yeah. take it, right?
1: Yeah. There's this carpenter that I work with, his name's Woody. He's about 65 years old, and he's the perfect-looking character to be a 65-year-old carpenter named Woody. He's got the slick back, gray hair, the low cap. He's always smoking, smoke drizzling past his hair. He's he's great. I wish I could film a movie about him. But I pick his brain all the time because as I'm writing the Carpentry Company playbook, he's got a wealth of knowledge. I'm like, Woody, how do you start when you're trimming a house? And he's like, well, I do this, and I just record him, and I'll have a conversation with him, and then I'll write it down. I'm thinking to myself, like if Woody would sit in front of a group of young kids and ask him anything and everything about finished carpentry, I'm, I'm sure he'd happy be happy to sit down and, and talk to these kids. But you know, Woody's still doing the occasional install. But if there's an opportunity for Woody to speak in front of a group of students and have them pick his brain and make that sort of a guest speaking tour amongst these schools, be highly successful. Well, here's
0: the sad part: is that there's plenty of Woodies out there that want to share. Yeah. They don't want to go on the roadside and not give up this information. They actually want to share it and teach yeah. it yeah. to anybody that wants to hear it.
2: Are we making it intimidating, do you think, is, a, is, is the trades right now? Is it, is it an intimidating space? I to never
0: saw it. Like, I never saw all those stigmas that you heard about. I yeah. never saw contractors. It's time to empower your business with Shelter Tech Implementation. Shelta is offering a free meeting to tackle your biggest pain points head on. Their goal to develop a custom company app that's built just for you. Their goal to develop a custom company app that's built just for you. Solving your pain points, streamlining your processes, making your workday smoother. Here's the scoop. There's a $15,000 digital adoption grant available and Shelta is an expert at helping you secure it. This isn't just funding, it's your stepping stone into a new era of digital efficiency. By your second meeting, you'll get a tailor-made company playbook, a software prototype designed with your input, project tracking, real-time budget management, and daily logs all integrated into a single app. It's tech that works for you, not the other way around. Shelta isn't just offering tech, they're offering transformation. Join the community of 93 subcontractors who have already stepped up their game with Shelter Tech. Two meetings, countless opportunities. Ready to make a move? Visit Shelta.app. Let's pave the way to a smarter, tech-driven future. Shelter Technology, custom tech solutions for the modern contractor. Like, when I worked with my dad, he was a mason. Sure, smack upside the head. That was just a routine. That was just part of it, right? Like... I guess in today's definition, would that be child abuse? Maybe. But <laughs> it's like I didn't think it was, right? But I never saw that on my construction sites. I never saw anything that was what some people have described.
2: Right. But I guess it's is it is it like the social media or whatever it is now? Is it is it looking are we making it look too glamorous where it's intimidating now? Like are I we think like
0: I think there's a lot of influencers that are are totally filtering the shit out of construction. Yeah. And making it like this is amazing. This is what it, it's all about, and yeah. I'm making oodles of money and shit like that, right? It's kind
2: of my opinion, honestly, is that I just feel like we're we're showing so much. Like the glamour is real. Like, yeah, I get it. It, it looks beautiful, but like, are we showing it, and they're thinking that's not an achievable goal for them?
0: It's a yes and no. Yeah, it, it's um, like I've always had a problem with the social media influencers mm-hmm. and construction, right? I just yeah. don't. Um, I think anybody that has become successful in any industry, especially construction, needs to be given back. Yep. So there isn't a single person, TV-wise, that it has given back. Yeah.
2: So Avery that we have here with us, he's my videographer. Yeah. Um, kind of what Avery and I have come up with over the past little while is I wanted, to, I wanted to kind of take it on my own to show electrical as a whole. I want to show you the start process. I want to show you what's behind the walls. I want to show you what it took to get there. Um, and, you know, we don't—we haven't really talked money yet, but I mean that might come up. This is the dollar figures that it takes to do jobs like this. Like, we're trying to go down this avenue where we can show the raw behind-the-scenes footage—good, bad, or ugly. You should. I don't want to show you a polished product saying, "We got this done. No problem. No issue. I made a ton of money." It's not yeah. the—it's not the case. Yeah. That's like the case real. is that's no like the case is this was you know, yeah, there may have been an argument involved to get here, there may have been you know this wasn't this wasn't a straight line, and that's what we're trying to I'm starting to try to you know take it on my my own personal goal to show this how's that going? I mean, we're six videos in, five videos in
0: um how's the how's the response been
2: so locally, so we're down at Windsor, so locally. Like flat out, I've had people come up to me saying, I love this concept. I love what you're doing. Um, Avery's even had people approach him saying, hey, I want to do something similar, but, you know, in a different trade. Yeah. Right. Because I think, I think I'm not the only one who's having these issues. Right. I think there's other people saying, hey, maybe if I do something showing real life construction, people will be more interested. Or afraid, I guess. Right. Like I'm, I'm, I'm assuming people will like it more. But maybe it, it'll just give a more clear sense of what they want.
0: Has anybody asked for a job?
2: Uh, not directly from the videos yeah, yet. No. Not. Okay.
1: No, no. I think construction, as an industry, is a bad salesman. I think we I don't agree. necessarily <laughs> our of offering it. is not very you know attractive. You think about it. You look at Netflix. You look at these show platforms. You have really cool shows about doctors really cool shows about lawyers, really cool shows about like police and firefighters and things like that. But like, have you ever heard of a cool construction show where like it's a story about construction people? That's why I go back to 20 years. It's
0: GTV, but that's... No, no, but Jim Carrick was one of the first ones and it was real Reynolds and he actually showed good bad enough yeah it was the
2: best because you'd see the arguments on yes. the phone while he was driving and the client right. was like blurred out yeah, yeah. neighbor
0: was blurred out yeah. and you were hearing charlie brown's teacher because there obviously was profanity and something was yeah. being said yeah and i'm like yeah that's pretty much construction yeah. that's what happens full of hard conversations yeah. yeah
1: now it's all interior design shows selling sunset they finished beautiful product yeah. but like what about the ins and outs
0: they're not interested in showing that, right? Because the production of that is being dictated by people or that are not in construction.
1: Right. Right. Yeah.
0: Like I, I've joked if I was going to go to the moon, I don't want to go talk to Ryan Gosling who, laid Neil Armstrong <laughs> yeah. I want to go talk to Ryan, uh, Neil Armstrong yeah. who pretended to go to the moon you know what i'm right. saying like i want to like i want to talk to an astronaut right or the guy who built the rocket yes yeah. so it's just i wouldn't want to talk to an actor about yeah. all the research right. that they did or whatever i don't give a shit but i think that tv needs to make it cool but i also going to fault the influencers because they're making it too cool yeah looking where it's not real yeah and then you get the mix of the DIY which devalues construction. Yeah. yeah. Everything you do, and you know this from ESA, which I have a problem with, and I don't care if they keep on increasing the rates for homeowners to apply for a permit.
2: Yeah, I'm fine with
0: that. I'm I'm not not fine with that because I don't think they should be allowed to do it. I don't care about the King Castle. Yeah, I mean, they shouldn't be selling. They should be hiring a professional. They shouldn't be selling panels at Home Depot. That's ridiculous. I'm sorry to say, but like, sure, you want to get a nice little tickle? Go ahead and do a nice little tickle if you want, right? And they will always, we we inspect them. We still inspect them. Yeah. Yeah, sure. So that's why I think that the DIY world is just killing the professional world because they're making it, the TV shows, the influencers and the DIY world are all making everybody look at construction like any monkey could do it. That's the unfortunate thing. And meanwhile, we're trying to make it look cool which I think when I see certain work that's being done, whether whatever trade it is, right? I'm like, that's cool. That's yeah. amazing work. That's, right. that's respectful.
1: I heard you know, uh, one of your segments earlier. You wouldn't go into a doctor's office and tell them how yeah. to che- do a checkup on you. You wouldn't yeah. go into a lawyer's office and tell them, hey, this is how we should go about this case. Yeah. You never question them. Yeah, but when yet yeah, when you get a renovation done, you get a service done in your home, you tell them, hey, maybe we do it this way, save some money here, do something here.
0: It's a trifecta at that point. Yeah. Be. It's the TV, the social media influencer, and the DIY culture. Yeah, I mean, I'm,
2: I'm guilty of it. I've, I've geared the business to get away from those residential people, those residential renovations. Like, It's hard because you'll have a homeowner who will present to you, hey, I need you to do this job. It's like, okay, well, who's doing this and this? And they're like, well, I'm going to do this and this. And it's like, well. Unfortunately, I don't think Young Electric's the right fit for you, right? And they're like, well, why? It's like, well, I just don't think... We can do the job. I don't think we can give you the best product we can by you performing X and X. And some people get offended and some people understand it. They go, okay, do you have someone you suggest then? Like, yeah, no problem. I got such and such who can do this and I got such and such who can do this.
0: You'll get one or the other, right? What is it that they found the pod lights somewhere on Kijiji or Wayfair or whatever it is? Yeah, that,
2: that one's common, but it's like, oh, we're going to, I want to, I'm going to do a basement, but I'm going to frame it, drywall it, paint it. It's like, well, okay, that's cool. I'm going to be back in a year and a half to do the finish now. So now, like, this job's just going to take too long. It doesn't fit in our schedule. It's scheduling nightmare. Your quality can be whatever. I'm not going to judge you on that. But from a business perspective, it's not going to line up because you're not going to work as efficiently.
0: So here's here's the evolution of the circle of life at that point, right? Yeah they'll find a young tradesperson who's just getting started that mm-hmm. will say yes. Mm-hmm. It will become a nightmare, and that young tradesperson just had their first taste of BS in the industry. Yeah. They get enough of those tastes, they're out. Yeah. They're yeah. done. You're a professional, so you go in there. You already know where all the pitfalls are, Yeah, how this is not going to yeah. work out.
2: And keep in mind, these are all things that I've learned firsthand.
0: Yeah, that's like usually the case.
2: This. Yeah, like I've, I've lost money on those jobs, right? Had those jobs linger on so long that now it's a scheduling nightmare. I've had, you know, it's I've, I've learned these lessons,
0: right? But you got a generation now that's getting in. If they lose money on the first job, they're like, I'm not losing money on the second job. Then yeah. they lose money on the second job. They're like, I'm out. I'm tapped out. I'm done. I'm losing money. I'm not making money in construction.
2: Yeah, but then you get into, I've, I've noticed that, you know, guys will get into the cycle of um, quantity, not quality. So if they can lock up 30 you jobs. You become the villain. The lock-up 30 jobs, yeah. they're just using every job before to pay for the next job and never actually coming out ahead. They're surviving, but they're not coming out ahead, but they think they're doing great. If they I, had the shelter app, they would yeah. have known.
0: When I talk about mentors, I'm also talking about business mentors too, right? Because mm-hmm. the biggest yeah. downfall, I think, is you're not getting enough business education. Yeah. As a contractor, as a tradesperson, and you want to run your own business, you need as much, if not more, than the skill training part.
2: You think it. a lot of that, though, is the responsibility of that contractor to take care of, though.
0: Yeah, it is a hundred percent. It is they yeah. have to stop it. Like we've yeah. had people on the show before where an injury stopped them yeah. from doing the work, and it gave them an opportunity yeah. to work on the business, mm-hmm. which made their business better.
1: Yeah. Now, are we looking to promote more trades to work for companies or to? develop their own companies
0: i don't know what the stats are i mean i know that all the high-rise stuff and working for big companies is almost recession proof like you're in a trade that's recession proof the top three are all recession proof right especially if you're providing service right but if you you want to up your ante there you're going high-rise or commercial it's recession proof Mm -hmm. you start seeing just custom resin you stay in that neck of the woods. you're going to have a hard time during a, a lean period of time so I don't, I don't know what, how many people want to run their own business versus just work for a corporation. Yeah. I tell all young trades, work for a big business to get an idea of the industry yeah. much better so then you can consider going on your own one day. Right. Yeah, like, I never they're had they're the not, mentality. They're in a hurry to do that, though.
2: <clears throat> I never had the mentality when I started in the trade that this was going to be a viable business for me. But I always had the mentality where I feel like if I were to, and not in a bad way, but maybe you know, jump around to different avenues of electrical. So I've done, you know, line poles, I've done greenhouses, I've done, um, you know, custom residential, I've done commercial, I've done industrial. So that was probably amongst six companies in my career, right? But I chose to put myself into all those avenues.
0: You were learning. Right. Cool.
2: Yeah, it was great, right? And then in the end, get to a point where, you know, I'm, I'm still a young guy, but I'm confident enough that, I can go on my own and I can make money because I can do any one of those avenues.
0: What's the color temperature of the light in the greenhouse?
2: Ooh, depends. Uh, Would they've, it be daylight? They started switching to full spectrum lighting. Really? Yeah. So actually we have a
0: better for the growing
2: out our way. So <clears throat> we're one of the largest greenhouse per capita areas, Leamington, just outside. Um, so my house Geographically, is probably 40 minutes from Leamington. Okay. On a good day, you can look out my front door and see the lights. Seriously? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, it lights from as far as you can see. Now, um, with the cannabis, they started using full spectrum, which is the purple light. Yeah. So, now the sky permanently has a, a pinkish purple hue to it at night. That's how much, yeah. <sighs> Yeah, it's crazy.
0: My question was more for about if I want to park a greenhouse in my backyard, what lighting am I going to use? Because Uh-oh. the neighbors ain't going to like a glow that belongs to the new Godzilla. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> that's not yeah. going to go over well, right? Yeah. I don't know if I'm
2: the best guy to pick your light, <laughs> but I can put it in for you. <laughs> <laughs> I d-
0: like I don't, uh, uh, other than, I, I like the idea of doing a tour and getting it out there, yeah. but it's almost like get the band back together and get yeah. all these older trades to genuinely and honestly present trades to young trades and explain the whole course of action, right? Like talk about the pitfalls, but talk about if you learn these lessons, you'll avoid having these major issues.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, I think we can break down each trade into a business model that's replicable, right? Just like a franchise model. I mean, each business has its own nuances, but there's plumbing companies or electrical companies. There's mechanical companies that we could potentially build out these frameworks and teach young people Because you said you need just as much business knowledge as you do skill trade knowledge. But when you're just starting out a new business, you don't necessarily have time for both. It'd be nice to have a reference point as to what it takes to start an electrical company, what it takes to start a plumbing company, what sort of certification should I be looking for. I think that can all be broken down into processes by trade. And I think if we can start to educate people on this is what it takes to start a plumbing business. This is what it takes to start a carpentry business. I agree,
2: but I don't know if we're trying to get business
0: owners we're just at the stage of trying to get apprentices i will say this though what i've been learning from the younger trades that have been on the show they're very conscious of the numbers eh yeah money wise like yeah. they're getting i mean between evan from uh, evan's workshop 15 years old woodworker
2: i've seen that landscape kid you had on charlie yeah
0: you know where he's got nine employees he's 17 years old I got another kid coming out from Sault Ste. Marie soon, uh, Stefano, and he's 20 years old and he's run a snowmobile or snow plowing and rooftop business. Like I think these kids are, are embracing the numbers behind the ones that are kind of paying attention. Mm -hmm. And I think that they're, they're getting off the tools a lot faster if they're even getting on the tools to begin with.
1: That was my question for you, Manny is that being the owner of the company is it necessary for you to be on the tools? Do no, no. you think that person should be more from an?
0: I I think you need to get off the tools as fast as possible. But I think a lot of older trades and you know this, right? It's yeah. like we have a reluctance to let go. Yeah. We, we don't, I quickly learned as soon as I stopped doing everything myself and I started subbing everything out and people came mm-hmm. in, there's far more skilled individuals than me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Period. And I know how to do every trade. Will I do every trade? No. I've seen people make magic out of a panel, do magic out of plumbing lines, trim work, all that's to paint, everything. There's far more skillful. So if you can figure out your business the way you want to run it, then get off the tools fast. Yeah. That's where the speed should be. Get off mm-hmm. the tools fast.
1: But that skill set that you learned to get off the tools, how did you gain that?
0: You quickly realize that if you want to deliver on your clients that you'll have to find someone that's going to be more efficient at yeah. the skill part of it. Then you start subbing it out right but then there's that rule of thumb you just figure out what do they want to charge for their skill mm-hmm. you charge the client that plus some points and then yeah. you're making money off that person they deliver on the time that they said they're going to do it mm-hmm. and then guess what you just made money off of them yeah and you just facilitated that that's all you did yeah. but i think that a lot of the older i would say late 30s maybe early 40s and older i can do it better yeah should you do it better no i don't think so i think you should be focusing on where you could take the business it yeah. goes back to our, our discussion earlier where we were yes. talking about how
1: every business has the
0: opportunity to be sold, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's true. It's and really the business true. can only grow as big as the owner's willing to let go of their- So first you got to let go. Their duties, yeah. yeah. Right? So, I mean,
0: I guess treat it as any kind of addiction. Yeah. For you to let go of the past, you really got to let go of it. You can't keep one foot in the past. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So let it go. Find a kid, somebody that's going to be better at you, and let them do it, and then you focus on the day-to-day. and You grow the business. Yeah. And then that kid will eventually maybe become the person who takes over your business and runs it, owns it.
2: My goal in business is to get to a point where I can get back to the tools. I want to go full circle. I want to get to the point where my business yeah, is on so, your projects. On, yeah, yeah. 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 I'm in the like, same I'll be picky. boat. I'm thinking the same thing. It's right. funny you
0: brought that up because Jim said that exact same way. Yeah. He, he was just like, I'll just focus on the projects I really want to do.
2: Yeah. Like we have, we have like my, um, you know, a guy in the office, he kind of, he controls the day to day of the, the business for the most part. And I, I told him, I said, all right, am I anywhere yet? Can you, can you fill me in anywhere? And he's like, no, Still need you here. It's like, okay, we're good. I'll keep doing it. But the minute I can get out and go do something, I mean, that's, for me, that's, that's the full circle, right? That's when you get to the point of business where comfortable enough, you can kind of let go a little bit and just go do the things you want to do. See, that goes back to the mentoring.
0: That goes back Mm -hmm. to the shadowing because you would probably get on a project where you'd be like, be nice to have a kid here that I can kind of just teach what's going on. So the last project I went on, walked up to our farm and
2: I said, I'm an employee. Whatever you do on a day-to-day basis, keep going. I have my tools. Give me something to do. He said, cool. Here you go. Go do this. You got so-and-so working with you.
1: That's such a great way to learn more about your company and your process too. I mean. on a deeper level.
2: It is. But honestly, like for me, when I do that, I just take that as a work day. I'll pay attention as I normally would to what's going on. But that was
0: just me on the grind. Like I was just. Why were you doing that?
2: I love my job.
0: So you were just getting joy back into your day-to-day, yeah. right? Instead of just it's running fun. the business. fun. Like we were at
2: uh, the conversation had earlier, right? It's, it's, there's a point where you got to have a little bit of fun. So, you know, business for me has gotten to a point where it's, a, it's more fun than it used to be.
0: Like, it's it's true. but It's also fun for me to get on a job. That's right. I think that the kids are not getting the fun anymore out of it, yeah. right? For whatever reason. Whether it's razzing, they lost money. Yeah. They're not interested in it anymore. I Don't know, they just lost the fun, and every trade loses the fun, but they'll there's find that overcommitment,
2: under deliver issue, too. Yeah, right? yeah as yeah. They, they get themselves into a hole with the glitz and the glam of the business, per se. You know, I need to have this, I gotta have the best tools, I gotta do this, and the next thing you know, it's the downhill slide of you know, payment after payment.
0: Then you're just trying to keep up with the Joneses at that yeah. point, there's no reason to, right? Mm-hmm. You shouldn't be doing that. And yeah, yeah. I mean, smart. Had a GC in here. He's like, I drive a Honda Civic, a 19-something, 1999 Honda Civic. I don't need a brand-new pickup truck. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. He didn't. He was being smart about it.
1: Yeah. I'm curious to ask you, Manny, of all the contractors that I work with, they all say that majority of our business comes from word of mouth. It comes from referral after referral, and they don't necessarily have to go out and look for it, which is a great issue to have. Where does the role of a salesperson fit in contracting and subcontractors do you think subcontractors should should have a full-time salesperson or not subcontractors yeah
0: oh yeah for sure i think everything you do on a daily basis i think the way you outfit your employees Mm -hmm. the way your admin staff represents you on the phone yeah i think everything that's shared verbally or physically in a visual like whether it's social media posts or or just your t-shirt or what have you where Mm -hmm. you go wherever you go to a coffee shop and you want to be flipping the bird yeah you don't want to be driving and all of a sudden flip the bird someone and you're driving that company vehicle that's everything you do is a representation of your word of mouth out there right so you got to see the value in doing or portraying a certain way you know what i mean but would you
1: have a full-time individual dedicated to i think you need to yeah i
0: think it's you treat it the same way that you you do not hire an accountant to take care of your bookkeeping Mm -hmm. right do you not hire someone to take care of your digital presence? You yeah. hire them, right? Do you yeah. not hire and like you hire all these people? And, and once you let go of the tools, do you not hire the specific trades that have the craft to pull that off? Yes, you're hiring all these things on individual basis. So why wouldn't you be doing that on a digital marketing word of mouth? It's a digital, it's a it's a digital online word of mouth world now. Yeah, you could still do the networking and so and so come across and you're walking around and. You could look like a tradesperson, and then someone could ask you, okay, are you a trade? Do you have a business card? And you share it. But the way you share that card is important. Mm-hmm. I think you're constantly selling yourself.
1: So I've had this conversation with many contractors that, hey, Dave, when we post on social media platforms, we're getting the residential homeowners reaching out to us. Those are okay jobs, the one-off jobs here and there. How do you attract the bigger jobs, the commercial jobs, the right. institutional you jobs? you got to go to different platforms. Which, so, which channels? So LinkedIn. Yes, I, I'm in full agreement with that. I agree with you. Um, but I
0: think you gotta yeah. figure out what I learned early on in social media construction wise was the tradesperson was sitting on the toilet in the morning when they woke yeah. up. So you posted five six o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Right. And then the architect and homeowner were paying attention in the afternoon, mid afternoon. I called the espresso or the KitKat break. So anybody that works in a cubicle. Mm-hmm. They were veering off to their social platforms and just trying to end the day because they're bored up with their career choice or whatever. So they were networking with their friends saying, I need to do a rental. What's going on? Who do you have? And then they'll look for a person, right? And then the early evenings was also kind of a trifecta of the contractor winding down, coming home, the architect coming home, and the homeowner coming home. So I think if you found out where your person that you wanted to reach was, that's where you go and spend your effort. Instagram, I think now for construction purposes has lost Mm -hmm. its way that's just me i think what do you
2: think what do you mean specifically by that
0: i mean that it's too glitz and glam i think it's gotten to the point where it's the kardashians of construction Mm -hmm. i think there's a lot of fake bs going on out there everyone's just presenting their best foot forward which is not the truth um and anybody who does present the truth whether you agree with it or not is either attacked or not treated well or what have you I think LinkedIn is a is a viable option for legitimate professionals. I think you also have to do your own homework and try to figure out, from what I gather p- people have been on the show, who do you want to sell to? Yeah. Who is it? Like, what net worth are they? Where do they hang out? Where do they socialize? Like, they're not in bars all the time, whatever. They're not watching TV shows of reality TV. No. So if you want to build a $7 million home, you're really going to try to sell someone who's just wants to do a regular rental. No, you got to find the person that's like, that's just treated almost like a con. Yeah. You know what I mean? Grifter kind of thing. You got to You got to analyze who you want to sell to and try to figure out who they are.
1: So I'm going to plug an AI tool for all the contractors out there. And this is a tool that I use with most of our clients as well. This will help a lot of people. It's called Apollo AI. Now Apollo AI is a web scrubbing tool that you connect your LinkedIn to. You can create a persona so you can say, I want their company to be between five and hundred employees, five and 20 employees. I want them to be in this position, president, owner, project manager, architect, and it'll create the persona for you. I want them in this geographical location within 250 kilometers of this radius, whether it's Southwestern Ontario, all of Ontario, all of Canada. Mm-hmm. I want them to work in these different industries. So general contracting, real estate development, um, home builders, custom home builders and you pick these segments it scrubs the entire internet based on your preferences Mm. and it gives you a list of all those people that meet the persona that you are requesting it'll then automate an introduction whether it's a linkedin follow an email a phone call a text message scrub the internet for all their contact information and send them out an introduction on who you are and what you offer and then as soon as they respond to you it automates the response to them saying thank you for contacting and that gets generated onto a lead list and you can reach out to 30,000 people in one click. Hmm. Yeah. Something to consider. Um, I found, though, when you send it out to too many people at once, your response rate's going to be far too high. And your Because your response rate's about 10%. Yeah. So even on 30,000, that's still quite a bit of people to respond to. So I would get really specific. The more specific you can create your persona, the more qualified leads you're going to have. Yeah. No, it's not there. a
0: bad idea. I mean, I've heard of something similar to that. Like, where. But that just involves work, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's a standard. I try to get all the contractors to create a standard practice in the morning when you have that quiet hour. Make five to ten phone calls. Yeah. Yeah. But then Every you're day. You're dealing
0: with construction workers that um, they think they're so good and so talented that the work's going to come to me.
1: Every time. I go, oh, you
0: can feng shui that all you want. I don't give a shit, but you still have to have a presence out there yeah. somewhere. We're fortunate. We have a lot of customers who do come to us,
2: but we, we still have to deliver to keep the customer, right? Like we have a lot of people coming through the door asking to want to work with us, but, you know, we're giving you reasonable pricing, but we're also doing exactly what we're committed to.
0: Here's a question for you guys. When is the ideal time to try to attract more leads? Time of year? Not December. Not December? No, I don't think so. Summer's pretty quiet.
2: Um, I don't know the ideal time, though.
0: I was just going to say that I think the ideal time is when you're actually busy. Well, the best time to work on your business
2: is when you're most, when you're the busiest.
0: Because you'll see the faults. People usually wait until
2: they're not busy. Yeah. That's reactive, right? Yeah.
0: I'm just trying to be more proactive with the potential leads, right? Yeah.
1: You mentioned architects. Now, I don't think many people know that speaking to an architect, even if you don't necessarily have to deal with an architect, they're a very good contact to get in with general contractors. Because if an architect recommends you as a subcontractor to a general contractor, that's a very warm lead. Where do architects hang out?
0: Contractors, it's time to empower your business with Shelta Tech Implementation. Shelta is offering a free meeting to tackle your biggest pain points head on. Their goal, to develop a custom company app that's built just for you. Their goal, to develop a custom company app that's built just for you. Solving your pain points, streamlining your processes, making your workday smoother. Here's the scoop. There's a $15,000 digital adoption grant available, and Shelta is an expert at helping you secure it. This isn't just funding, it's your stepping stone into a new era of digital efficiency. By your second meeting, you'll get a tailor-made company playbook, a software prototype designed with your input, Project tracking, real-time budget management, and daily logs all integrated into a single app. It's tech that works for you, not the other way around. Shelta isn't just offering tech, they're offering transformation. Join the community of 93 subcontractors who have already stepped up their game with Shelta Tech. Two meetings, countless opportunities. Ready to make a move? Visit Shelta.app. Let's pave the way to a smarter, tech-driven future. Shelta Technology. Custom tech solutions for the modern contractor. Good question. Good architects will hang out at networking events that involve better building. So you pick your poison at that point. Whether it's sustainability, whether it's just design, new product innovation. Yeah. Find out through certain brands that you work with. Find out if there's there's how many trade shows are there in the world? There's like
1: thousands. Exactly. Yeah.
0: But there's underneath the trade shows, there's thousands of networking opportunities too that we don't know about. Yeah. But the moment you start asking about one, it was no different when I first my first year of construction. I went to the home show after one year. I was like, I'm done with this. This is for consumers. And I don't give a shit about them at that point. Right. But you tried it. I tried it. And then the second one was the building show. Right. Which was great. 15 years ago. Once I did that for a few years, I wasn't learning anything. Then I was, sudden I figured out, okay, so where else can I go? Where and that's how I learned about international builder show. Right. And I went there in Atlanta for the very first time. So you keep on scrubbing everywhere and you'll keep finding places that you need to be at right it was no different than someone told me about where pierre pauliev was going to be at a cabinetry recently and he's like he's going to be here at this time and i ended up being at that time and i got a chance to meet him and have a chat with him about coming on the show <laughs> so if you're not networking or getting out there or trying to figure out if i need to speak to an architect where do architects hang out yeah. just ask yourself that question if you want to yeah. get lazy or whatever go to chat gpt and ask the question yeah. and then they might come up with a bunch of possibles yeah. or whatever right yeah.
2: you gotta align yourself where you want
0: to be for sure network with other trades and don't be afraid about competition that's bs nowadays i don't know if do you have a problem talking business with an electrician from the same neck of the woods no it doesn't you're not i do it all the time yeah i
2: i do it i would almost say i do it daily which is i think benefiting you but it's knowledge right we're we're talking about things that we have common interest in but things that help each other you know what's pricing uh, availability of parts, manpower, like old employees, new employees. Like, you know, daily I'm, I'm talking to another electrical contractor, if not multiple times a day, about business
0: in general. I, th- I think that's another thing that construction doesn't do well mm. is the networking, the fear of competition over community. Yeah. I think they're royally afraid if I divulge too much about my business, they're going to take work away from me, yeah. which is rubbish.
1: Do you think the GCs are provoking that a little bit by comparing your Older bids.
0: GCs, yes. I, comparing I think some of the big ones. Too. Yes. I think there's still handshake, old school, I will put you in concrete kind of mentality, right? Yeah. Like I just I think the old school ones are definitely at like that. But I think the younger ones are looking at the numbers. Yes. And it's just the going, scheme. There's a lot of profit here, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why isn't someone figuring out how to make more money off of this?
2: Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 It's just this it's this constant cycle that I'm trying to shake. Of, you know, the opening closed door of young, young people. Yeah. And I can just see it. The writing's on the wall that this is only going to become a bigger issue.
0: It's, everyone keeps on talking about this five, seven year, uh, like this apocalypse of I've lack i heard of, the survive to 25 is what I've heard. Is that what it is? And That's then what? what? I've heard. And then what? Yeah. Well, then all the specialty great tradespeople out there that have a business are going to be able to charge $150 an hour. Right. It's never going to happen. No. That's like I don't care what you keep on because there's not going to be any good pool of talent out there. So you can charge. No, clients will not hire you. Clients will not do any work. That's just going to be the reality at that point. Mm-hmm. Our services are not going to go up because there's going to be a lack of people to do the work. Yeah, not, not that dramatically.
2: No, no, you're not wrong.
0: So I, I, I don't, I think all you can do is, unfortunately, what I learned is that I don't think we're going to solve this problem. Yeah, no, I agree. Not in our lifetime, yeah. but we're going to contribute to helping this problem. I don't think government is doing the best that they could be doing. Like when I hear about, oh yeah, getting an additional $21 million for funding for next year, mm-hmm. when I'm still trying to figure out what they're doing with the first $50 million that they're doing. Right. I, I don't think the return on investment is there. So I think that there should be a lot. I mean, you guys talked about it on the previous show where and also your business, any yeah. successful person that's been on the show that has spoken to me about their business and how it's grown, they reevaluate their business on a daily basis.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I wish the government would do that because they would reevaluate all the programs that they're creating and seeing what the return on investment is here. A lot of money, like a lot of seven-figure money is being handed out. And I don't see, at that rate, we should have like a hundred. To maybe 500,000 new tradespeople coming into this I think industry. the government's talked. They've, they've
2: talked a big game. But they don't deliver. But I haven't seen tangible things. They're not it. boots on the ground. Yeah.
0: They never will be, and a boots on the ground will never be them. Yeah. That's the problem. There's a disconnect there.
2: Yeah, yeah. And then it doesn't change. I guess it's just a cycle that we're stuck in, right? How do we break that cycle?
0: So then what do you do that like you kind of just keep on bashing your head and trying to yeah. figure out what's well, not going to change? That's it's what I feel change. like it's it gonna is. not going to change, right? Yeah. So then I can't help it change. But then that's the same mindset of having older GCs or even some younger GCs hiring somebody and being stained because they didn't stay. I taught them for about a year or two, yeah. and mm-hmm. then they left and went on their own or whatever. They, they went to somebody else, my competition. And they're like, I don't want to teach anybody now. I never had that mentality as a, as a GC. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'll teach you whatever you want. And it doesn't matter to me. If you want to yeah. go, then go. It doesn't matter, but I'm not going to think anything of you. Right. You even got
2: to the point where I put advertisements gearing specifically towards people want to make a career change. So gearing it towards someone who's looking for a second career who maybe is a little bit older just because I've struggled with the so younger. much trying to get these young people. And how did that work? Oh, uh, actually we've had success. You had success with yeah. that. Eh? Yeah. Yeah. We've, we've, gotten some really good um say older apprentices but i mean we're talking you know like 30 year old apprentices who are second career who can still in good time get an electrical career and still live a good life right like you're not you're not too old um but we've had success with that and it's it's been a great option
0: electricians are one-on-one yeah. Yeah. yeah right yeah why don't they change it to one in three it used to be different. It's only recently that they changed it. Yeah. So why not go back to three?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if they ever said why they changed Their
0: it. Their mindset is they don't think that the person will get the proper education. Right. If you have three. Well,
2: people educate anyways.
0: How many kids in a classroom?
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. Right?
0: It's yeah. As simple as that, right? So I don't understand the government doesn't, doesn't see that.
1: Yeah. What is it that these young people want out of these jobs? Is it a status? Money a first. title? Money? You ask
0: a certain generation, a certain person, yeah. you, you don't even have to ask that question when you first meet them. You yeah. can just start talking construction. Yeah. And you can decide within moments if they're in the game for money or if they're in the game for passion. Right. But this generation is in the game for money first. Yeah. That's a problem, I think. And I think anybody that's older that's successful has always said, don't chase the money. Focus on the passion. Do it amazing work and the leads will come and work will come and you'll build a business. Yeah. But there's a whole focus on the money part of it because yeah. I think they're dating and they can't tell their significant potential other. Right. I'm a blue collar or something. Right. Cause that's not hugely successful. Yeah. I mean, I was proud of it. Yeah. No, no, I'm not saying it's, they're right. I'm saying yeah. they're wrong. No, I know, right. Like <clears throat> I know plenty of, that's traits. the difference though. Right. Is yeah. I've
2: made it this far in the career, in, in my career because I was always proud of it. From day one, I mean, mm-hmm. as a co-op kid, yeah. I was excited like yeah i'm 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 a co-op kid, but I'm at an electrical company, and I'm at this place doing this, and look at, I went into this building, I went into this room in this place, like no one's ever seen that room. to me, that was like money was just the bonus, right It was opportunity, yeah,
0: go back to learning, it's cool, yeah, I guess nobody wants to learn these days,
2: I think it's tough. Well, they want to learn, but they want to learn their own ways. They want to learn, you know, on a computer or they want to learn through their phone. They don't want to learn boots on the ground.
0: What do you guys think the future of construction is going to be? Because I recently saw like Elon talking about how there's going to come to a point in society where nobody's going to have to work. Yeah, i seen that. And the biggest problem is going to be everyone's going to be questioning the meaning of life at that point. Because work gives us meaning a lot of the time, especially construction gives us a lot of meaning, right? Mm -hmm. So what do you guys, we know that there's a lot of bigger construction is going to get modular, probably even custom resi, you'll get into modular and also kind of building like AI is going to, machines or robots are going to be there, right? But I don't think the final touches of work is ever going to be replacing a human being from doing that. Yeah,
2: I think certain parts of construction could, like we're seeing it now with, you know, homes being built in factories. Yeah. I All think, the modular box stuff. I yeah. think that could take off, and I think it can work. But you're never going to be able to replace, uh, you know, a brick mason nope. doing a commercial property. Nope. Like, you're never going to be able to replace an electrician pulling the wire. Like, there's an avenue where no matter what the world does, what the industry becomes... You'll still need
0: the trades to Irreplaceable. Yeah. yeah. I agree yeah. with you. So, Danny, yeah. thoughts on where you guys see it?
1: I mean, I think data is going to be our friend going forward. I think big data and big language models is sort of the future in technology. And I think it's going to have effects on construction, but I think relating it a little bit back to the young people is they want everything now and fast. Okay, Mm -hmm. that's fine. Then show us why you deserve things now and fast. And that's sort of the mentality that I'm taking is like, okay, you want these things, then show us the metrics that prove that you deserve those things. So whether it's, you know, you're able to complete these units to a satisfaction in a quicker manner than most people, or you're able to get X amount of sales much faster than this many people, I think data can help us make better decisions and young people can prove themselves better if there's a system in place to, to know that there's a way forward. Because I think the fear is getting into a trade and being treated like a junior your entire career Mm -hmm. without the, the transparency of growth opportunities where you know, you could string someone along and say, hey, you're going to get a raise. You're going to get a raise. You're going to become a manager one day. But if they don't know the steps that it takes to get to that manager position, they'll get they'll get afraid or they'll, they'll just quit,
0: right? But a lot of them don't even want to go through the steps. They just want to be the manager. I have yeah. plenty of kids that yeah. came right out of school that were always hovering around me yeah. during conversations with clients. When I'm like, oh, you should be over there, like, taking care of some stuff, right? Yeah. You'll eventually get to this point. But they want to get to this point sooner.
1: Yeah. But did you lay out the foundation of what it takes to get to your position?
0: Well, the idea is that it's, it's nice when you did get a kid at the start of a project. Yeah. So then they can see the evolution at that point. Yeah. yeah. So you just naturally, I don't want to spoon feed them. No. That's right. I definitely don't want to do that. No. But I, I want to just encourage them that there's A to B. It keeps on going from that point. Yeah. But I found that a lot of them were like more interested in the networking client, you know, kind of that world, right? The glitz and the glam. Is there an avenue where it becomes
2: business owners now, construction owners now have to change to accommodate these people in order to move forward? Do you think that'll become a thing? In what respect? Like, um... Like, am I going to have to just start accepting that these people need to... Learn things from a phone or a computer, no. and I'm I'm no. gearing business towards that. Is no. that going to be? I just, a thing? I,
0: I just, it goes back to the, the what you just said about how you don't ever think, and I agree yeah. with you. A tradesperson ever is going to be replaced by a, right. a robot,
2: but I guess it's more of their their ways of learning. Do we do we have to?
0: Adapt to their ways of learning to get to the end of apprenticeship now? Like, do we need to restructure? That I think we need to system? work together. I think what's going to happen, I think there's kids right now that are sitting down, not on a job site, in front of a computer, mm. trying to figure out how a crew of Masons needs 40 hours to pull off a scope, and that kid is trying to figure out how to do it in 20 hours yeah. and make the same amount of money, mm-hmm. which means more profit. That's what these kids are figuring out. So but they need us as much as we need them. Yeah, that kid doesn't know how to get the mason, the mortarboards, yeah. all that shit. Yeah. They need us to explain to, uh, to them how to do that. But then they need, we need them to explain to us how do we make our crew that has been doing it for 40 hours to do it in 20 hours. Yeah. How do we do that? So we yeah. both need each other. Right. That's where I go back to the mentoring. Yeah. So the old could teach how it going, was yeah. done and the young could teach how it could be done. Mm-hmm. There's value in both of us, right? And that keeps the younger staying in the game longer, building really successful businesses, eventually selling up the business and moving on to a different yeah. segment of something or whatever. But is that
1: mentor going to teach them the business or is that mentor just going to teach them the skills depends on
0: which mentor it is, right? So, sure. it's, I mean, if you get a successful mentor that's done really well and they've built a successful business and now it's been handed off to a family member or someone's bought into it and taken it from them that yeah. way, then they can teach the business side of that thing. Like, it's I, I've had uh, Bob Peel in here, who's the founder of Brefasco, right? And he's the one that, he's not the founder, his dad and his uncle are the ones that founded it. But then he's the one that actually, as a young kid, took it to a different level. He started taking it to a huge amount of franchises. And yeah. he started taking it to, at the time, digitally, so, so to speak, right? And then eventually being sold to a, a huge corporation like uh, Home Depot, mm-hmm. right? So he had a lot of interesting ideas. And nowadays, what he does is, because he's retired, but he just he mentors people. Yeah. he comes up with he comes across people in networking events, and he was like, "Okay, I'll help you with your business. I'll give you some yeah. guidance here, right?" And that's what he's doing. He's not there to spoon food everything. He's yeah, just yeah. there to show you what the potential is. But he definitely wants you to make the run.
1: Yeah, yeah. What is, about an invite? Advi- or go ahead. No, no, go ahead. What about an advisory board? Because I know that there's a number of companies out there that have advisory boards, right? And
0: who's 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 designing that board?
1: Well, it doesn't have to be very formal or stuffy whatsoever. It could be a roundtable discussion once a month where that business owner gets together three great minds of the construction industry that he can then use as we resources. St- we started
0: doing that. I mean, the round tables that we've been doing on the yeah, show here, great. they're basically that. Where yeah. It's like we've done 12 or 13 of them now. Right. I want to continue doing that. For whatever reason, I've tried to get the schools in here. Yeah. So I don't know what... The fuck is going on with them? Like, are they hesitant, I, I, or are they just? Refused? I think there was some of the the teachers that are at the schools, and I'll speak specifically about George Brown. I think there's rules regarding what they can say as a, re- a representative of George Brown, and I'm like, well, I don't give a fuck about that. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not inviting your lawyer here. Yeah. I just want to have a conversation where you. are You have the mindset of the kids that are in the classroom. So I want to get your perspective from the kids. But I've got the mindset of trades that are older that are either in or out of the construction industry, and the kids want to ask them the questions. I want to create a playground that they can ask a stupid question and not feel like they're asking a stupid question. So if I could do that one at a time where it's four people in here, two older, two younger, one older, three younger, whatever, like it makes no sense to have three older and one younger. But, I mean, just keep on having this playground where they can go – I've got a question to ask you, yeah. old guy. And then, I well, this is my day. This is what we did. Yeah, I, I want
2: we, you to succeed with that because that's yes. what we need.
0: That's. I totally agree. I think they're helping. <laughs> I think a yeah. lot – I've gotten by, – by the feedback, I've had a lot of positive feedback on the roundtables. Because of the perspective of four different yeah. people, whether they're in the same trade or different trades, they're sharing openly about what that trade is all about. Yeah. So I think the kids – like you guys said earlier, and I agree with you too, is they're afraid of speaking up. We were always afraid of being at the back of the class mm-hmm. with our hand down. We never yeah. wanted to speak up unless we had to go take a pee, right? Yeah. So it's like they're afraid of, of putting a spotlight on themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if, if we can create an environment where, yeah, sure, if this happens once a week or even more times than that, great. Yeah.
3: yeah. I
0: totally want it. But I mean, I'm also a business owner. Yeah. I would want some corporations that are making a lot of money to pay for it. Uh, as stupid as that True. may sound, right? Because it'll benefit them as well. So it's been working for me at that level. But I want to get, because I know the kids are listening. Mm-hmm. They listen, it's free education here.
2: Really, this is a good platform, though. Yeah. And that's kind of why David and I wanted to have this conversation with you. You reach people. You're reaching, yeah. you're reaching all demographics. You're getting young, old, uh, you know, wanting to get into the trade, already into the trade. Um, so I think you taking that initiative is really going to, Benefit all. of I us. want to continue
0: it. I totally want to continue, yeah. but I really would love the schools on. I've reached out to George right. Fenn, Conestoga. Yeah. I've been reaching out, and yeah. I've been trying to get around. It's actually been easier to shake the hand of Pierre Polyev than it has <laughs> to get these schools here. Yeah, wow. which is just a joke, right? Yeah, yeah. So and that's kind of where I've I've taken my
2: own analysis and have pinpointed the issue up to now is just whatever whatever knowledge these these individuals are coming out of school with just seems to be skewed a little
0: bit. I'm still trying to figure out what other countries are doing a far better job than us, because I don't think we're at the top of the list. And I have a funny feeling that we're at the bottom of the list regarding making construction attractive enough for a new generation to come in to take over.
2: I think Canada does a good job of construction. I think, you know, we, we, we build good overall, in my opinion, hundred percent agree though. I don't think we're doing a good job of continuing
0: to keep that alive so here's here's the the major problem I have with Canada and just construction projects in general. I think you guys probably saw recently how yeah even though I was told not to call her a moron the moron mayor of Toronto yeah has agreed with the premier that all of the construction infrastructure for roadways fifty percent of it is going to go towards the gardener rehabilitation, right. So what's that going to do now is that all of the roadways outside of the Gardner are going to be left... They don't exist. Well, they're going to be left by the wayside, so they're going to start to fall apart, right? Because they had funding that takes care of all of the roadways, right? Huge mistake. My problem is that Canada has the opportunity to start creating projects here construction-wise that will make it attractive to younger generations to work on. Yeah. What project can you think of in Canada... That was mind-boggling amazing that I wanted to have a hand on and work on. Like, what project can we you We got make? one in Windsor right now. What yeah. a, a battery plant. You got the battery plant. but And the bridge. Yeah, the Gordie Howe Bridge. Gordie Howe Bridge.
2: We have a brand new international bridge crossing. So the
0: battery plant is being funded by taxpayer dollars to the tune of $15 billion. Yeah. I'll you want to see
2: that, a job just, move <laughs> unrealistically fast?
1: It's been going up. You can drive Oh, no, by. I don't doubt
0: it. I know a few guys that are uh-huh. working there. Right, yeah. They can't share, I, I can't have conversations with no. them, they can't divulge certain yeah. things, and this is benefiting Chrysler, and I I get all that stuff, right? But I'm talking architecturally. Gone are the, like, you've seen these memes where it's like, here's a lamppost from 100 years ago, and yeah. here's our lamppost now. from today, yeah. right? And and uh, back in my film days when I was working in production, I knew how to turn off a lamppost by getting into the lift, going on the top and turning off that little Yeah knob at the top there, and that's how you turned it off, right? Because that's got the ugliest temperature, whatever, right? Back in the day, now they're all ADD, right? My problem is that we don't build anything attractive-looking to attract younger generations to work on versus I've been talking to someone on DM that is part of the rehabilitation, the restoration of the Notre Dame. Now, could you be a trade in today's time and you're getting an opportunity to rebuild the Notre Dame the same way it was built, and you did that in Toronto now? Like, start coming up with certain projects in toronto in canada all over the country in all the territories start coming up with really amazing projects i've argued over and over we need to have a tunnel from the 427 to the dvp to bypass the core because everyone knows the construction and traffic in toronto is brutal right but could you imagine what that would attract production wise and economy and you got a chance to work on the toronto tunnel yeah that goes from one end to the other end that bypasses i'm saying start coming up with Ontario Place is just basically a lot of corruption going on and changing that to a casino. That's not going to have any architectural value whatsoever, right? I'm just saying we should have more interesting projects being built that will convince kids to be working on them. I had a hand to work on that project. I'm sure lots of guys that worked on the restoration, the work that was done at the ROM regarding the crystal, That was challenging, even though it had its faults about leaking and all kinds of stuff. Do these kids want that? I think they do. I think they want to start showing off on an Instagram post. I'm working on this project. Yeah, like Crystal was done before social media, right? But even Drake did a music video in there.
3: Yeah,
2: so I'm
0: like, that's like that's something. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't go into any one of the towers that are being built around Yorkdale or Sherway or the the Spadina Core you don't hear of Drake or any artist going in there going, let's shoot a video in there. Yeah, no, right? you're not. Yeah. But if you build certain structures a certain way, like the, lots of like Sydney, like you can think of any other big cities out there, and there's lots of structures that I'm sure tradespeople were proud that they worked still on. Still talking about They still sure. talk about yeah. it.
2: I have those. I mean, I have a bunch of those. Iron mm-hmm.
0: workers. Iron workers from all over North America, US yeah. and Canada, worked on the CN Tower. They also yeah. got a chance to work on uh, the World Trade Center. They also got a chance to work on the Sears Tower. Like, that's something, that's a notch in their resume.
2: Well, that's generational. That's kids saying that their
0: grandpa worked on that. Right, Have you guys not walked through El Domo? Have you guys not walked through certain structures that took generations to build, handed down from fa- father to son to father yeah. to son all over again? If we started
1: attracting more interesting projects, you start attracting more talent pool. I think so. Even yeah. just in old Montreal, some of the buildings down there. But I was also looking at the ceiling of a cathedral the other day in Montreal, and I thought to myself, how much would it cost to do this again, right? And I think a lot of it drives down to cost, right? Who's totally. paying the bottom line? Totally. And you know, these extraordinary to buildings. a battery plant. Yeah.
0: Tax dollars, fifteen billion tax dollars going right. to a battery
1: plant. But unless there's any utility with the building that comes with it, the money won't necessarily be invested into it.
0: A tunnel that goes from the 427 to the DVP.
1: That's got a ton of utility for sure.
0: Middle of the night, you get all kinds of productions going in there and shooting it. I'll tell you right now, Tom Cruise will come out of retirement and start doing Mission Impossible yeah. 10 yeah. and he'll shoot it in the Toronto <laughs> Tunnel yeah. just for that sake. And yeah. then just the value that we would get as a result of that. yeah, It would pay for itself. So I just, I think like, architects need to speak a uh, step up. I think politicians need to get the corruption card out of the game yeah. and mm-hmm. just focus on how do we build something really interesting? Yeah, I'm sure that when CN Tower was introduced... Oh, with value, right? Like, yeah. Let's
2: not just go building battery plants in hopes that it works. We need to build things that we know we need but can still be cool. it still be great projects, right? I 100% agree with you.
0: There's uh, Estonia. Estonia's... I'm trying. I, I I'm going to get this mistaken. I think Estonia's consulate um, building is being built just off of Bloor Street. Bloor and just west of, I think, Avenue. And there, it's an interesting-looking building, and that's Estonia's consulate building. It's, and so that's being built interesting. And then I look at it, and I'm going, I saw the the, the, uh, the sketch up and the, the 3D I modeling, know, and I was like, okay, that's actually interesting. Yeah. So you're going to walk by, and you're going to see an interesting-looking building there. So it's there to be built, and then you the workforce will come along to be a part of building that. People want to get a hands-on there and be a part of that work, Right.
1: I hope so. But Do you think that pride is enough of a driving force for young people? Now, I'll speak on my own grandfather coming from Italy. Very proud of everything he built. His pizza oven, his garden in the backyard. He was joy- so much joy when he would be able to show me what he was able to build with his own hands. Is our young generation as prideful in the things that they built? Personally, I don't think so.
0: I don't, I don't think so. Like, Okay, I'm old enough. I think they're excited to show it off. They're excited to show it off, reasons. but they don't want to actually be a part of it. But yeah, right. are, they, are they holding
2: on to that long-term pride on that job? Or is it a quick, I got a
0: 1,000 likes on this picture.
2: Right. I'm out. I'm done now. On to the next one.
0: You know any beams at the top of this sky dome? I call it sky dome. It'll always be called sky dome, right? Um, have signatures on them? Yeah. There's, there's dozens of them up there, mean, there that have signatures on them, right? Of the people that worked, worked on there, it, yeah. students that were studying architecture. Yeah. My name is on one of them, right? So you just you scribble it because it was being handed around, right? So it's like here, you got to sign this, right? Yeah, that says something. Like, don't you think that walking in there and you're looking up, you can't see it. No, you'll you never see it in your just lifetime. The knowing, but you know it's there. You don't think that all these, even the Skydome, Let's just talk about Skydome. for you. Don't think all the workers that worked on that. You don't think they carved out their name in concrete when it was being set on a on a place that's going to get covered up by mm-hmm. some sort of cladding material. They did that. That's pride. So I think that, it, and that was unique at the time. That was mm-hmm. old school technology regarding the rails. Yeah. And it was a retractable full 360 stadium. Yeah, That wasn't heard of at the time, right? But that was pride. Yeah.
2: I still do that on a small scale. I mean, for years I would be doing panel do changes. Exactly. I would write my name on the inside of the panel and the date that I did it. Yeah. Why? Because I took pride in it. So if someone's seen that, like my name was there. I did this. This was me.
0: But you would also teach that to a young gen coming in. Oh, yeah. And going, listen, you're, you're buttoning up the panel right now. Yeah. Do me a favor. Sign it. Yeah. Just put a quick. What do you mean sign it? Sign it. Yeah. And then they would, they would understand it without you explaining it. Yeah. So yeah. It, go, it goes back to, I think that's where I, I, you can educate the pride. Yeah. The opportunity for pride will be there.
2: I guess, you, you, I guess that's the ticket, right? Is you educate and you let them, they're going to have to make their own decisions on whether they want to truly take that as a prideful job or if it's just a front glitz and glam for followers. It's all you can do, right? Teach them what we do and teach them what we
0: can. I think also you got to teach these kids that, like you said, how you went through different employers just to mm. get a scope of the work. I, th- I think that they need to go to a minimum six different employers to get a sense of how other people look at construction. They're not going to be all perfect.
2: I don't know if I, I would call it employers. I mean. Opportunities. I think, I think if you have the right company, the right company can provide you enough opportunity yeah. for you to grow. Yeah and if that company has the right people within the company to teach you different things. Like we have a, we have a model where, you know, we, we call it the shuffle. Apprentice will work with a journeyman for a certain amount of time, no, no specific time, and then on a Monday I'll take the schedule and I'll just switch all apprentices See, around. That's smart. I like that. Why? Journeymen sometimes do not like it. I will tell you that because they like to know what's going on every day. But after the second day, everyone's back on track. And that apprentice is now learning something completely different than the two weeks before. That's why
0: I like it. It makes a lot of sense. So
2: I, I agree. The jumping around to different company things could be great. Um, it can work. There's also a model there where you can stay within a, the,
0: the right company. I'll reword it to jumping around different people in the same business. Exactly. Yeah. I, I think That's that. valuable. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. That's but, what that those little things are going to keep them in the business. Yeah. I think
2: you get to, I think you can get the opposite end of that spectrum, too, if you're jumping around too much. Right. If I get a resume with eight employers on it, I'm going to ask some questions, right?
0: I'm always and I want to try to get more people on the show that have left construction. Because yeah. whenever I meet somebody, I noticed lately that a lot of people have been li- leaving construction and getting into the si- uh, sales side of construction. So they're taking on a job with a brand of some sort. And they're representing the brand now, right? So for whatever reason, they either got tired of the industry, got tired of clients, got tired of Whatever, and many reasons are attached to it, and they figure I don't want to leave construction as a whole, so I'll go into a, a sales side and I'll be a rep, or I'll be a trainer, or I'll be something like that, right?
2: Well, it's the mentality; that it's easier on the body. It is right. Let's be let's be serious. Like, the trade is not for everyone because not everyone's body can take the trade. Like it, I mean, it's changing. I think um, from when I mean, I'm not very old, but I started young. From then to now, the trades change just on the physicality, the tools we have now, right? Like it's we're not we're not beating ourselves up every day, but there's an avenue there were these guys that beat themselves up for so long that now that they're, they're just dying for a way out, like a sixty year old journeyman electrician. What what he's not doesn't want to go in an attic. He doesn't want to go in a crawl space. He doesn't no. like. So I agree. That's where you're going to see these people jumping ship as they should. I I, I
0: agree with it. But they're jumping in the 30s. But the same respect is that you got tradespeople in the 30s that have aches and pains. And I'm like, you shouldn't have aches and pains in your 30s. You need to find a cold plunge. Contractors, it's time to empower your business with Shelta Tech Implementation. Shelta is offering a free meeting to tackle your biggest pain points head on. Their goal to develop a custom company app that's built just for you. Their goal to develop a custom company app that's built just for you solving your pain points, streamlining your processes, making your workday smoother. Here's the scoop. There's a $15,000 digital adoption grant available, and Shelta is an expert at helping you secure it. This isn't just funding. It's your stepping stone into a new era of digital efficiency. By your second meeting, you'll get a tailor-made company playbook, a software prototype designed with your input, project tracking, real-time budget management, and daily logs all integrated into a single app. It's tech that works for you, not the other way around. Shelta isn't just offering tech, they're offering transformation. Join the community of 93 subcontractors who have already stepped up their game with Shelta Tech. Two meetings, countless opportunities. Ready to make a move? Visit Shelta.app. Let's pave the way to a smarter, tech-driven future. Shelta Technology, custom tech solutions for the modern contractor. You need to be doing something other than ordering Uber, vaping, smoking weed. Yeah, David and I have talked a
2: lot about trying to figure out a way to implement fitness into the company models.
0: Yeah. Um, well, it's nice that the big corporations will always do those uh, stretching exercises at the start of the day, which a lot of the office workers find h- hilarious when they see it and they start recording and then they post
1: mm-hmm. it. But I mean, that stretching actually benefits them, right? Even just looking at this beautiful space that your office is in, I was thinking that, you know, for contractors, we're saying that the educational institutions are not great and they're not giving them great material, right, at these colleges. If there were a way for a common space where we had cold plunge, workout area, and then carpenter section, electrical section, plumbing section, we can create these facilities filled with mentors and health and wellness and promoted construction, wellness, and an opportunity to come and learn in a, in a space and environment. We do it for startups, we do it for financial institutions. We do it for medic- medical students. They have a place to go. It's almost like a playground of their domain. But construction, you don't really have that all in one place.
0: It becomes a school. I mean, I don't know if I was the first one that came up with the idea, but I brought massage tables to the job site when we were framing. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. everybody was just, it was a hot summer. Everybody was aching. It was It was a lot of work. We were moving a lot of LVLs and all kinds of stuff. It was just hard. And I had a good friend who had a a clinic and I said, can you bring another person in, bring two tables in? Yeah. We set it up and they were there for half the day and they gave all the framers and anybody else that was on the site massages. Yeah. It helped. Right. And I think more of that kind of stuff needs to be done. Sure. Yeah. Uh, But then you get into the schooling, right? I mean, do you want to, I don't think it's a negative. I think it's a positive. I think that you need to, but then here's the thing. And I was uh, guilty of this too. You're young. You're Superman.
2: Right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Nothing breaks. Everything's yeah. strong. Everything's well. My body's I can, paying I can for eat that. whatever yeah. I want to eat. Yeah. Yes and no. Yeah. So it's hard to tell them, don't do that, even though you did it when you were their age.
1: Wellness is a big thing right now. Huge. As you probably know, everyone, you know, Huge. the cold plunging, you know, the sauna therapy, um, fasting, those sort of things. I think it's a very relevant topic. And I think industries need to recognize that. If they start to provide opportunities for wellness within their industry, you'll have more applicants towards those type of jobs.
0: So here's the thing about wellness is like, and I've been doing this for over a year now where I only eat at the evening. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. There's a cheat day every so often, once in a while, whatever. Right. But it's one meal a day. Like you just learn from studying other people and figuring out what's going on. But then I've been doing the fasting seven day water fast, probably for like the last seven or eight years I've been doing it. Yeah i usually right after new year's (laughs) fair just whatever new year new manny well no not new year (laughs) new manny maybe manny just drank a little bit too much or whatever and it's just like okay he's feeling a little sluggish or something like that and it's just um if anybody's ever done it the first thing they say is go see your physician and shit like that and i'm like yeah you don't need to see a physician you just gotta it's a mental thing i don't know if you guys ever done seven day water nothing else just water i am looking into it no, no electrolytes, no powders, no juice, and whatever—just water. That's all it is. The yeah. human body could survive uh, 21 days with, with just water. After that, you start creating other problems. And if you want to see what the problems you're going to see, you can watch the movie called Hunger with Michael Fassbender and yeah. the Irish IRA. They did that, and he ended up dying. And just, I'm talking about seven days, right? So, yeah. seven days. What, what happened? And I think <laughs> I've spoken. bless you. I think I've spoken about this. Where it's um, it's a mental thing. You have to tell yourself when you get started that you're going to achieve this. It's no different than when you want to wake up in the morning, you want to do push-ups. If you just tell yourself you're going to do 10 push-ups, you're only going to do 10 push-ups. Yep. But if you tell yourself that you can make it to 50, you can do 50 push No problem, right? So the first thing is you got to prepare for the the time to do it. Ideally, start on a Thursday or Friday, right? So then you can go ramp up over the weekend, and then all of a sudden the week starts and you're, at the very end of it, right? Yeah. It works faster that way, right? Because then the weekends always move a lot faster. Sometimes you want to end it on the weekend because then it'll just ramp up faster as well. Find your ideal time. A lot Mm -hmm. of people say do three days. Yeah. Maybe work your way to five days then get to seven days. Some craziness, they'll do nine days, 11 days. I was like, I've never gotten to that point. But once a year, I'll do the seven days. I prepare myself. I have no problem whatsoever. First day, it's nothing. Like the days come and gone, doesn't matter. Second day is the exact same thing. Third day, you're starting to feel a little hungry. You're getting tired of the taste of water, right? It sucks. By the fourth day, you're starting to feel weak. And if you're in the trades, you got to be conscious of this as well too. By the fourth day, you're going to start to see yourself a little more fatigued. You're going to be weak. And I've been I've been on the job site up to the sixth day where I started working and helping out and I needed to sit down and rest a bit because I was feeling lightheaded, right? No food for five days, six days, right? By the, the seventh day, you're like completely zonked, like you're just, you're tapped out, right? And what I do, and this has just been a constant joke, I do it all the time. On the sixth day and the seventh day, all I do is follow meat pages on TikTok and Instagram. I just Torture stare yourself. at meat, that's all I do. I stare at it, I don't eat it, I don't prepare it, I don't do it, I just stare at it, right? Because I know on the eighth day, it's all I'm eating, no carbs on the eighth day you're eating just meat not something heavy and it's up to you you can eat veggies you can do whatever you want but whatever you eat and you throw in your mouth for the very first time you will taste every piece of whatever's in there you'll taste every spice that's in there you'll taste like your taste buds are completely blank right and so uh, the first time i ever did it i lost like 23 pounds right yeah you lose a lot it's always been around 17 18 pounds that you always lose, right? And then you slowly, you want to slowly get back into things. Your stomach will be filled a lot faster yeah. because yeah. it's shrunken at that point. But what I love about it, and you could, anybody can look this up, right? You're, you're repairing anything that's broken in your body. I think Dana White just made it popular. He was just talking yeah. about the way Yeah, he, he was did. talking about the eighty six hour, right? Yeah. So he was talking about that. I saw Schwarzenegger. I mean, I'm a kid of Schwarzenegger, so I've got his encyclopedia. And he always knew that, that you know, he was being told by his trainers, don't eat anything in the morning. Yeah. Because that blood is going to your gut and it's taking energy away and that's why you feel so tired when you eat a big meal and stuff like that. So you have to be careful. That's why a lot of people start eating just once in the afternoon. Mm. Depends on what you are and who you do. But I'm talking about as a tradesperson, yeah. And I, I bring this up because the way you want to change that mindset is first you're going to have to get rid of the food truck. Yeah, The food truck will eventually die <clears throat> probably in my lifetime. Do you because think we've def-
2: improved up to this point,
0: say in the last 10 years with trades and physical health? Do you think we've, we've gotten better? I think we've gotten better and worse at the same time. Oh, yeah? So you guys know about Blue Zones? Yes. Okay, so there's uh, five key locations around Mm -hmm. the world. Um, Greece, Italy. Japan. Japan, California. Uh, What's the other one? Sardinia. Sardinia is the Italian one. Yeah. Greece, I'm trying to think of Japan. There's one. uh, I can't remember the last one. Just read it up, look it up, right? So it's, um, it's funny how Japan, for the longest while, had the highest amount of people living the longest
1: yes most hundred but they're also
0: the fastest obesity growing country so all the western food is coming into japan now and not being consumed by the older people being consumed by the younger people and they're just becoming obese we all know that america is an obese nation right canada is fast behind it right so that's why i say it's getting worse and because you've got uber eats you yeah. got the food trucks. You got vaping. You got Tim Hortons. Uh, the amount of times I've had calls with tradespeople on the phone as they're starting their day and they're going through the Tim Hortons drive-thru and going, give me a double-double. Give me a triple-triple. Give me a bagel, cream cheese. Give me dick. I'm like, this is all garbage. Why are you fucking eating yeah. all this crap? So they do it for whatever reason. They want to do that. It's fine. But I guarantee you that if you change all your eating habits and cleanse once a year, whether it's three days or five, it's after three days is the ideal time. Three days is when the magic starts to happen, right? Yeah, that's what I read. So it's really simple. It's like whatever's damaging in your body is going to repair itself because when you eat, the stomach takes all the effort to consume the food. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it, it does work. It's worked for me, and I don't preach it to anybody. I would say you just do it all you want. But I also juice too, right? A friend of mine got me on juices like three years ago. So raw ginger, raw carrot, raw mm-hmm. celery, raw beets.
2: Yeah, I do, beets. The, I do the ginger in the morning.
0: Yeah, ginger in the morning with water <laughs> with lemon. Yeah. Yeah. I do the... Tastes do, like shit. do the
2: beets. Love the beets.
0: Beets yeah. are great, except it stains everything. Yeah. Stains everything. But the beets are like... I was having a few years back insulin resistance problem. And then I was like... like Certain things were happening. I was like, why the fuck? I can't I can't lose weight. What's going on here? And then I started realizing I was in, I looked into it. Beets. Yeah. I started consuming beets. Yeah. Completely changed it. And yeah, beets is a superfood. Yeah. yeah.
1: When I was competing, I would drink beet juice in between games, before games. Yeah.
0: I find it kind of sweet. Yeah.
1: I love it now. It's very sweet. The first couple times, it's, <clears> it's a lot to
2: wrap your head around. But now, even the ginger. I mean, the ginger I'm shots used to in the morning. Yeah, I'm used to it
0: now. Totally unfazed by it. Yeah. I just can't touch, uh, is it Argentina ginger? The really small one. The small yeah. root. That's really spicy. Fiery. Yeah, it's very fiery. That's why.
2: Um, but I think we need the, everyone to get, I think we need the trades to get healthier. Because we need these guys to last longer.
0: Well, they, I, I always say that this career is a perishable career. Yeah, It's the only yeah. career that is perishable. I, outside of, I guess, police and firefighters and ambulance as well. And I'm not going to get into the whole mental health and suicide mm. and all this other stuff mm. because we have our fair share of it as well, too. Yeah. But just for the work versus work of different industries, we put a toll on our bodies and minds a lot more than a lot of other industries. Every day. Right? But then as young people, we don't realize that we're doing that. When you're a mason or you're carpenter and you're swinging and you're like you're just like it's just constant it's constant you're Mm -hmm. damaging something in your body by doing that
2: but I think we've I think the trades done a good job in recognizing these issues too it is I think these tool companies have started to provide much better options for tools to assist in people to not have to do those repetitions to do those you know those damaging movements right Um, and I think that's where hopefully that some of these younger people can start to realize too, is that it's not a trade's not giving your body an ending, right? Like yeah. if you're doing it right, if you're doing it properly, but you're taking care of yourself, really the trade's the best avenue for you, right? You're active every day. You're moving every day. Um, you know, it's giving you an outlet to stay active, right? Um, I think there was that stigma, though, where the trade was just de- just deteriorated your body. Yeah, right. It just broke you down. But it was true. Spit you out, and then at fifty, you were done. Yeah, it was right? true. But I don't think. I think personally, I've noticed that that trend's changing. I think we're starting to see.
0: I think more and more guys are being people are more cognizant of it now. Yeah,
2: and they're paying a little bit more attention, and we're we're getting those those older trades people who can last a little bit longer.
0: Listen, I'm not on the whole trip of Huberman and Brecca talking about no alcohol and. Every time you have one drink, you're going to lose so many brain cells. Like, fuck that shit. I need some alcohol. Like, I'm not going <laughs> to be a monk, right? So I'll still have a drink. But I'm not drinking every day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm drinking maybe once or twice a week at the most, right? And that's usually over dinner, right? So it's just like, the French can't be all that wrong in the Italian. like Their, their blood vessels are pretty lubricated by that wine. So it does something there really well. The beer and the barley and the wheat, that's a different story, right? Like, yeah. Guinness is not the healthiest thing either, yeah, but yeah. I've only met a handful of big Irish boys, right? So yeah. it's, I don't think that's really the beer. I think it's more something else or whatever, just food. Moderation. That's all it is, right? But that's everything. But I think a lot of trades are being a little more aware of it. I think they're stretching. I think um, it's interesting how I think a lot more trades, even I saw recently plumbers as well, they're throwing on respirators when they're soldering. Yeah. Um, I think the big one is uh, I think corporations, as much as they've been doing a lot of awareness about silica, silica dust.
2: That was a big crackdown
1: on that one, right? The drywall
0: industry has done fuck all. And that dust is worse than silica yeah. dust. 100%. But they don't do fuck all.
1: No masks. No. no like.
0: They don't do shit. And I just. That, that really upsets I was, me. I saw a it. job last week and we walked down into the basement. And we
2: had a little site meeting and out walks the guy from Sanding Mud. And we all just stopped and we were like.
0: No masks no nothing? Dude. Oh, you wow. good?
2: Oh, yeah. You sure? Like, cake. Like, eyeballs. Like, we're like. Like, copper were, like, caked like, on. Oh, like, my God. You're killing me, man. Like, this, like, come on.
0: The damage that that person's causing, it's insane, right?
2: But that's how they make their money, right? But
0: the also, this is my right? job. This so, is what well, I they're do. breathing. I mean, it's a different kind of dust, right? There's lime and shit like that. There's, it's not, it's not healthy for you. Yeah. Right? You, you are going to be hacking up later on. Yeah. But I also got a problem with how many times you use an impact gun and you're wearing air protection. Mm-hmm. Like we know for a fact, those impact guns are hitting way above safe decibel yeah. levels. Yeah. Every table saw, circ saw, well, reciprocating never saw.
2: Hmm. Well, it's number one on a construction site. I didn't even get time there's all these tools like, are above at one.
0: safe decibel levels. All yeah. of them. Yeah, yeah. But if you times the control, that by the
2: six tools in the immediate area that you're working right.
0: Like in in a house, phone. it reverbs, and now you're or you're working in between joists or what have you. Core drilling, all kinds of shit. So, yeah.
2: Yeah. it's. Yeah, I, I do think I've, I've noticed personally that there's been a shift. People are becoming aware. I'm not saying we're on the other side of it, but um, I'm
0: hoping it continues. We always like hope, I'm hoping
2: it's just not a, 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 a fad, right, or a trend. No, I don't
0: think so. Even on our job sites, even if we saw someone, we're like, listen – Put yeah. the goggles on. Put the hair muffs yeah. on. There was always a box of even the cushy ones is not the best Anytime. ones, but that's something at that yeah. point. Always eye protection. Yeah, like it doesn't matter what it is, right? Always put eye protection, right? Yeah,
2: yeah. But then you you'll get the guys who say, "Oh, we I don't have time to do that," right? Whereas put I put them on strings and put them up, and then I just them. have a conversation with my guys. Like, if this takes more time, I still want you to do it that way. Yeah, you understand that that I'm not, I'm I want you to take that time, take that extra whatever minute. Right, like in your head, that minute is crucial. Take the minute, go back up to the truck, get the eyeglasses, get the ear, whatever. If you don't have it, then ask for it. Right, like we need to get that people being okay with that.
0: I think they are. I think they're getting better. I I think the younger, like I, it was refreshing to hear Evan, fifteen-year-old kid, he's always wearing PPE. Yeah, he's aware of it when he's cutting wood and snorting sawdust. Yeah, snorting sawdust he's not macaulay Hawkin, um no it's just like yeah they're aware of it totally those kids are aware of it right mm-hmm. which is i think okay i think there's a bunch of issues here where unfortunately the older trades i have yet to meet an older trade that doesn't walk slower and slightly f- awkwardly mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about? Yeah. There's a bow or in the, the step,
2: Sitting to standing doesn't come. There's, of there's
0: a struggle to get up or down <laughs> on a chair. There's a contemplation whether or not I could sit down on that because it might be a little too low. Yeah. Like I have yet. So I think the younger generation might see these older trades going, well, sure, it's good money. Sure, I'm proud of doing the work I'm doing, but I don't want to be walking like that guy. Yeah. I agree. And I'm I walk... I have no aches and pains, right? But I mean, like I'm 52, just turned 52. So it's like, I want to keep on, I joke about when I want to go, right? It's I'm a long ways away from it, but I don't want to be cane and walker and I don't want a scooter. I don't give a shit about a scooter and flames on it and all that crap. I don't give a shit about that, right? That's just a battery powered vehicle. It won't work for me. So I think they look at the younger trades and I think until we, the younger trades all kind of get out of the industry and we start seeing the younger trades that are getting up and stay in the industry, and they're vibrant looking yeah. and they're healthy looking.
2: Mm-hmm. I think the tool companies have started to do a better job getting to the PPE section too. I think that's helped, right? Because before you never had these Milwaukee and DeWalts pumping out PPE like they do now, right? So now, you know, they're kind of branding it with their brand, which is, you know, making it a Milwaukee earmuffs. Okay. Yeah. yeah it looks yeah. cool. Yeah. Well, I'm yeah. The Milwaukee ones, right? Like before you never had those big companies really stepping into that market. Um, so I'm hoping and I think that's that's helping
0: a bit. I've said it on the show. I think every tool company should be giving up earmuffs and goggles with every tool that's sold. Yeah. Just mandatory. Free. They won't yeah. do it
2: though. Yeah, just have a little
0: they Still want in the box. It. And there you go.
2: Yeah. Like you should be flooded with them really in, in work vehicles, job sites, like you should have an overabundance of
0: them. If you're a kid in the industry and you're coming along, just take a bland tour with any brand that you want. And you'll get your earplugs and you'll get your safety goggles, no problem, because they hand them out and don't give them back at the end of the tour. It's yeah. as simple as that, right? So, Yeah.
2: Yeah. No, absolutely. Well,
0: <laughs> it's changing, I think, but I'm just hoping it's
2: just, again, not a, not a trend. I'm hoping it's here to stay.
0: So what is what are the majority of people saying is going to happen when if you survive to 25 and all of a sudden 25, we start seeing – like more leaving the industry. Yeah. And then not enough coming into the industry because the ratio is 2 to 1 right now. For yeah. every 2 leaving only 1's coming, coming in. in. Yeah. So what's going to happen in 25-26?
2: I don't know. Is it going to make, you know, pump myself, but companies like myself more needed? Like am I am I going to be better or is it
0: going to affect all of us? I think what's going to happen is going to be a major slowdown in construction.
2: Yeah. And you think that's going to be due to the fact that there's just people not to do the work? I don't think it's even beyond that. People to do the work, but even the people behind the scenes aren't going to be there either. Yeah. Like I, everyone says, no, there's going to be no one to do the work. Well, I don't think there's going to be people to manage these projects as well as do the work. Like I think it's going to be across the board, unfortunately.
0: What sectors are these younger generation, like What are where are they going? Where are they working? Are they all TikTokers? Are all social media? <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, you and I were talking off pod here, but we put out an application for construction tech implementation and got 106 applicants in 48 hours. All interested in construction, but intimidated by the fact that they don't know a skill trade, but they know that they can add value in other ways. So I think what we were talking about earlier is construction is not doing a good job of showcasing the opportunities that are available within the companies. All people think of is, Oh, I can be an apprentice. I can be a junior, this a junior, that I think we need to, craft some different position titles that attract more young people. Like, Hey, you can be a junior project manager that learns from a project manager, or you can be a, you know, a junior estimator that learns. If you're good with accounting and financials, you can learn to estimate. And then that way there's more opportunities and more job postings with more interesting job titles. Cause I'll tell you being a, a young person who was in school not too long ago, all my friends are looking for the job title, right? A lot of people are looking for, hey, are you lead salesperson? Are you manager this? Are you this, that? Right. And it's sad, sure. but a lot of people, that's what they look for, right? When they type in the job search, they're not going to look at apprentice. They're not going to look at uh, junior, right? They, they want like a cool, I just think that the advertisement of construction positions needs to be better advertised. We need to package it nicer. Not, not to.
0: You know, on my card is like, I just, I was trying to figure out what my title was going to be, and I just said show host and construction professional. That's yeah. all I said because I've made money from doing construction, so yeah. that, that qualifies you yeah. to be a professional. Yeah, and I'm a host of a show. That's my title. That was it. I wasn't looking to get a huge title, you know, like a senior podcast production
2: analyst. I guess I could change this. To Are you car. the president <laughs> of Construction Life? <laughs> yeah.
0: No, but yeah. you don't. Know I, I, I know know you're talking about. That's what that goes back to. They want to have the. Con- they want to be part privy of the conversation with the clients.
1: Yeah,
0: it's too soon too soon right like you gotta wait you gotta get some bumps and bruises right i think i'd like more of them to start speaking <clears throat>
2: up too like i mean be sounds like we're dunking on young people right now but also it's like well speak up tell me tell me the opposite yeah. tell me help me help you right like speak up then yeah if you feel I've like i always encourage people being, on the show
0: to do that right
2: like if you feel like we're coming at you well, then tell us the opposite of that right Like, that's kind of what i'm looking for is to hear the opposites end of the spectrum
0: but you know what's also funny is that the younger generation is not even reaching out to the younger generation that are successful. I bet you that Evan, that woodworker probably speaks to more older people than he does people his own age. Mm-hmm. I bet you any money. Definitely. Same with Charlie. Bet you any, And he actually said on the show, he prefers speaking to older people because yeah. he gets more wisdom out of it. He's figured out the game. And I'm pretty, I feel confident Stefano is going to come in here. He's going to be in the same mindset. Yeah. Like it's just But do we need them to start talking to more young people? They're mentors too. I've always like the moment you become a trade, you yeah. become a teacher. Yeah. I don't care if you're fifteen. Evan's a teacher. Yeah. Charlie's a teacher. They're all teachers.
2: Even unknowingly. Like
0: the knowledge they're sharing, yeah. That's teaching.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah.
0: So I don't know what else is I just one thing that I said at that panel is like less government. Yeah simple as that I, more people that are actually boots on the ground sharing knowledge makes more sense to me
2: yeah yeah is the government sticking
0: their nose in i don't know no no it's fine don't worry okay thank you You're mail just showed up she just wrote in <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah but is uh, the government sticking their nose into this maybe this is that maybe that's the bigger issue that we need to figure out
0: Government sticks their nose into anything that creates a soundbite. Right. So we need more homes, soundbite. We need, we have a labor shortage, soundbite. We need more homes, but we need but there's no a solution more viable way to, sound, to afford it. Yeah, there's it. no soundbite attached to those yeah.
1: soundbites, right? Yeah. 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 Need more homes, interest rates are also rising. Uh, so. Yeah, like. I
0: think it should be mandatory that if you want to create a soundbite, you have to have a solution attached to the soundbite. Agreed. It has yeah. to be a justifiable solution, too. So you want to talk about labor shortage? Then what's your solution? We've made a few su- solutions here. Mm-hmm. But what's, what's the government solution at this point, right? Other than just spending tax
1: dollars, right? Yeah. Even just building permits. The number of developments in Toronto that are on pause right now.
0: Or construction loan interest rates. Why has that whole process not been streamlined, especially after the pandemic here is where it's just digital. It should just stay digital yeah. and should be like um, Zoom calls with inspectors doing it from their office and you're walking around the job site. So they don't have to drive through the worst city ever with traffic. Yeah. And they can go to probably twice as many, if not three times as many job sites to sign off. ESA to, is another I know, he's listening. They listen. So like
2: they're getting to two jobs a day.
0: Actually ESA has
2: started to recognize that at least, right? Yeah. They've they've heard that issue. They understand that issue. And they're at least working towards coming up with some type of remedy for that issue. Um a building permits. I mean, I don't deal with them firsthand, but everything I hear is that it that's just archaic.
1: Yeah. I mean, shout out to iGuide, but they would be a great alternative for building inspectors to go around a building and use iGuide to get their data. <laughs> it's not a bad idea, right? Like, you know.
0: you say inspectors is like having a drinking problem and having the conversation at the bar. That <laughs> doesn't make any sense, man. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I that's for you, Simon, I <laughs> can knock on them, right? Like I
2: I get along with them all, I get it. Um I can um, knock on them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's Something like that's going to have yeah. to happen eventually if they want building to happen at the pace that they well, want Well, it to
0: would speed up if iGUIDE actually partnered with the city or partnered with OBC. Yeah. And, yeah, it would do really well. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense to me, right? Just start streamlining a lot of stuff. It I makes mean,
2: sense to us, though, because we're construction people.
0: Yes. Right? We see where the faults are yeah. and where there's possible efficiencies. Yeah. So let's just contribute to it, right? Absolutely. What time? I don't have a clock, so what time is it? Uh, almost 1.50. 1.50? 1:50? Yeah. Shit, okay, we got to wrap it up. Okay, <laughs> it's been great, Manny. No, um, no, this has been good. It's How about some thing. calls
1: to action for young
0: people? I think, like you said, I don't know if it was earlier or the other yeah. show, I think young trades should tell themselves every day they're going to DM somebody yeah. and contact. And just, at first, compliment respectful work that they presented yeah not the kardashian construction yeah the sexy looking panel the sexy looking trap seal primer like that things that will stimulate a conversation with that person that you're reaching out to yeah so just compliment them and then let that person get back at you and go thank you so much and do you want to know a little bit more about this panel like just start. I guarantee you they'll come back with a question Yeah, and that'll start a conversation. Now you're just speaking to someone that's a complete stranger and do that five times a day and do that five times a week.
1: Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm part of a few young entrepreneurial forums and they're invite only forums that you get accepted to, but then you can post discussion panels and people can comment on those forums. The construction life could be a potential forum. And I know I would sign up for it. Yeah, for sure. To answer and respond and connect with other people.
0: We just tested. We're going to test it again. So phone-ins. I want to start doing phone-ins. Yeah. Live oh, yeah. phone-ins, right? So I want to mess around with that. Because I think they'll be a little more engaged that way. Instead of yeah. being nervous about trying to be in the seat here, they could be on a phone on the other line there calling us, right? Asking a question of somebody that's in the studio. Yeah. Right? No, so I, if I bring
2: the right person in, right? You've set up the the, the proper network yeah. to make change, I think. Yeah. And I appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you,
0: man. Yeah. Well, it's been a long haul, right? So I'm not done yet. Nope don't oh. put me out the pasture just yet man nope. <laughs> all right david and keith uh who wants to uh shelter okay triple w shelter.app and two two six three eight seven six seven five eight 387 6758 and dm at shelter.ca and shelter.app and then on linkedin and then keith young young electrical services triple w young electrical services ltd.ca keith at young electrical services no Young, keith electric.
2: At young electric ltd.ca why didn't you have the
0: services on the email that's that's Too long. street yes throwing me off that's why keith at young electric ltd.ca and then on instagram young electric underscore and on linkedin and also the youtube channel young electric how many videos you got on there uh how many
2: how, how many, many videos, videos we got five Six seven. yeah yeah it's young um it's young literally <laughs> and figuratively uh but no, I'm hoping that becomes an avenue to kind of people to lean on what we're talking about, to have that inside look is, is the goal, right? I'm not, I don't want to show you, ooh, look at me. I'm doing cool jobs. I want to show you that. Yeah, I am you, doing you cool jobs. You can do that. I want to show you that, yeah, you but also
0: I want to show you what's the backside. Do cool the job inside. Fridays yeah. or something like yeah. that. So every Friday you show a cool job, but yeah, the rest so of it you show the truth, right? That's
2: the goal that we're, that's Avery it. and I are trying to work towards. Yeah. So
0: I like pages like that. I like yeah. content like that. I don't Thank like you. Kardashian construction, right? Yeah. can't stand it, so... No. Thanks, guys. Cool. Appreciate Thanks, it. man. We're Thank right out of here.
3: It.